shit, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing out there? This is Intergalactic Interviews, and this is episode 151. What's wrong with your voice, MD? I'll fucking tell you right now. Basically, I didn't have a voice until about 2 o'clock. It is roughly 7.30 right now. Was that Sorry the USC's fault or your fault? Mega GSP's uh, fault, actually. Okay. Wrong acronym, but definitely the same <laughs> mistake. I uh, I was screaming very loud. I had an MMA gasm this weekend. Superior fucking amazing time watching three titles change hands. And uh, I believe I had not one but two tables turn their heads to where I was sitting and say, what the fuck? They were having yeah, their big gotta night go. out. He's got to go. He's got to go. They were having their big night out and they turned their head and they saw me and I was just like, die for your sins. Die for your... Like, repeatedly. Until someone died for their sins. And then, the title changed hands, and I was very excited. So, uh, I was fine until later that night, and I got home, and I was like, my throat's, my throat's a bit froggy. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the jack. And everyone's like, no, it's nothing to do with the jack. You're just an <laughs> idiot on. Dude, uh, you know, I've, yeah. I've been there, man. I know I, you have. I, I was... My, my first, first show I ever played in Germany, in, in Berlin, at SO36... The night before was the night that <laughs> was the night that Germany played Brazil in the oh, World no. Cup series. So it was kind of Those like, what's going to happen? And um, <clears throat> so I met Wild at Heart in, in in Berlin for the first time, and I was going fucking crazy, yep. <laughs> and I was screaming my heads off. And uh, um, <clears throat> I met these guys from England and a whole bunch of other people, and we were we were losing it. So the next day, I woke up in my clothes on my bed. Mud Shoes everywhere. Mud, mud everywhere. <laughs> mud. Yeah, because I, I was... <laughs> Why was, mud? Like, because I was, I was hauled off to a squat by a, a very good friend of ours now uh, called Carl, who works with the band a lot. And, now called Carl. Allegedly. Yeah, so Carl took me out, and I, I lost my voice, and we had a full day sound check. Oh, shit. At SO36, because we had two sound guys on that tour who were switching off halfway through, and we hadn't rehearsed for this tour. So we were doing a, a sound check slash... Um, rehearsal for this upcoming tour. Yeah, and I had no fucking voice. And <laughs> been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was there with you, man. I've been there. Yeah. Uh, I should probably mention that the voice you're hearing, if you're only listening to audio version of this podcast, God love you for even listening at all. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, bass player for Brew Thirty Six. The Isotopes and the Real Mackenzies, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Vlad Zach, aka Troy Zach. How you doing, sir? Really good. So I cut off your intro. I didn't realize. No, no, no. That's we were good. rolling. No, actually, Fuck. you did what we call in the in the biz a nice cold open. Everyone's right. like, "Oh, look at this cool story." But in the biz, they don't call it the biz. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually, a fact. That's a, that's a, <laughs> point. That's a really fact. good point, actually. I just want to say when I said biz, I meant like a very like loose spelling, like B U I. Uh, no, then the, the uh, German, what is it, the two... An umlaut. Umlaut. I-S-S, yes. Everyone's like, Bielsas. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of Germany, you've been there quite a bit, as we just talked about. Yeah, man. My friend, I appreciate you coming to do the show tonight. I know it was mega short notice, and somehow you still made time for me. I don't know how you did that. How how do you do that? Because I just got off the road and I have nothing to do, man. What happened? I heard you were supposed to go on tour. I was. What happened there? You were well, supposed to go to Europe. Yeah, Brew Thirty Six supposed to tour from like November sixteenth through till the twenty fifth or sixth. I was going to head out on the twelfth, but tours canceled. 
Okay, can we talk about this for a sec? Yeah. (laughs) Are are audio levels okay, brother? I just want to make sure. Oh, yeah. No, they're all good. I want to make sure because we've had some very significant video audio issues lately. It has nothing to to do with anyone in this room, but just like the gear has been fucking around. I feel like you're trying to paint me as a target here. By the way, if anyone's listening to this, CMART 778-688-4. Yeah, not the number. (laughs) You got a 604 number. Call them (laughs) 604-444. We just had some issues. I just want to make sure it's proper. But listen. Oh, good. Back to our guest who actually gives a fuck and it matters, okay? Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Troy. Yo. Let me ask you this. What happened here? You're supposed to go to Europe. You're supposed to be performing with Brew 36. Yeah. What happened? How, um, many, how many people are in your band? Three. We're a three-piece. Three-piece. Okay. Yeah, that's it. it's the most efficient way to tour when one guy doesn't live on the same continent <laughs> as the other two. So, you know, you can't be a six or seven-piece like the real Mackenzies. But I... <laughs> We're a three-piece, yeah. So, efficiently, we have the band and the van and all the merch and everything over in yeah. Germany and Kreuzberg, and all I have to do is fly over, Sure. which works because I'm always there with the real Mackenzies or the Isotopes anyway. Mm-hmm. You're doing so, very, very... So, it like, makes, makes sense consistent. to have a band there because yeah. I just fly over early, leave late, and then I can do stuff in the middle I like your thinking. as well. So, it's, it's very basically good. maximizing time because... You know, I don't. Who wants a fucking day off, right? Obviously, day offs on tour. As people actually, people that don't tour think that day offs are like <laughs> the best things. Most people, yeah. yeah but like, <laughs> Sorry, just it's FYI. usually a drive day, man. If we Seriously. have a day off, it's usually twenty hours in the van. Or That's right. Fifteen mm-hmm. hours in the van or the airport. And, Days yeah. off are lost money, son. People don't understand. But yeah. please continue. Go ahead. Um, yeah, no, it just makes sense uh, for everything to happen over there. So mm. I'm the I'm the only real expense, and I just cover my own flights and stuff like that. So you're supposed to do this tour, yeah? And then when did you find out you're not touring anymore? Like a few days ago. Hold on, but just to be clear, you've been to Europe four times this year. Four times this year. Four times this year. Like four separate tours with tour, the with tour. the real Mackenzie. Uh, three with the Mackenzies, one with the Isotopes, and then in the middle was Brew Thirty Six. I was doing it, but I didn't leave and come back for I that. See. Because of the logistics you just laid out, I see. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ev Ock, friend of the show. We want to just let you know that we appreciate <laughs> the you. evocative one. That's yeah, right, yeah. evocative. I'll never call you Evan October. <laughs> I'll never call you Evan Ock. October. Ev Ock. I swear to God, man. That's so good. By the way, shout out to Rich Lowe. Who... <laughs> I there's like a Halloween joke. What if it's just like, like evening Halloween Eve Hallow? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Evan, I've never called. Evan looked me. Dead in the eyes last time I saw him in person. And he was like, Don't ever call me that again. Yeah, he's like, I don't appreciate that name. Yeah. And so I was like, Don't worry, I'll never say it on the show again. Say it on so the internet forever. <laughs> so I'm like, Don't worry, it's just the internet forever. What is yeah. what is the big deal? No, it's a, it's a black hole, no one will find it. <laughs> I'm like, No one watches the show anyway. Anyway, it's fine. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> yeah. um, so what the fuck, though? You have a three piece and now you're not going? Not going. What are those guys doing? Um, I don't know. I actually haven't talked to him too much in the last few days. I was just kind of told the situation, and then I, just, I was just like, ah, oh, well, fuck it. I'll make a positive out of a negative and try and find something else to do while I'm here. So that's what I'm going to do. You're very diverse. You, uh, you have your hands on a lot of different things, a lot of things people probably wouldn't even expect. You curate playlists. I just started doing some stuff for Spotify. Off yeah. air, you and I were chatting a little bit yeah. about this. Now, you and I do this. This is very strange because we were talking off air that I've – I personally have never met anyone else that does this. Mm. In fact, when I was trying to explain this to someone recently, I realized that I was like, oh, I'm talking about something that like is like, like if you were in 1900 talking about like, 
I'm going to dig for coal. And people are like, what are you talking about? Like, they were digging for yeah. coal in the 1900s. I don't know. I don't know. That was but pretty common. That's so not a good example. See these so we can edit this. That's not a good example. Do you see these hands? These are real blue collar hands, obviously. <laughs> but uh, like, what, what I'm trying to say is like. I get it. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I feel like logistically I was trying to explain something to someone that was like, wait a minute. That's a fucking, that's a work. You, you, that's a it's job. It's not work. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I well, mean, you, it is, but well, you can do wait, it in your underwear when you're really high. Okay, wait. What's what's allegedly? Wait, wait, allegedly. Hold on, <laughs> hold on now. Hold on. Hold, hold on now, Troy. <coughs> let's get really close to the mic, you and I, and let's let's whisper the close. next part because we're we're protecting the business. Okay. Wait. Okay. It's, it's actually a lot of hard work. And, yeah, totally, and, man. And, and it takes extreme wait, talent. Wait, and only the right personality can do it. Only properly. the right personality can do it high. <laughs> Allegedly. You know what I mean? I tell you what. You know, you put on your fucking headphones and you start listening to music and you know everything about music. How dare you, sir? How dare you? you. I I can make a playlist for anyone, anytime, because I'm so high right now. So high. That's right. Basically, it comes down to drugs, ladies and gentlemen, and I charge for them. Why not? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, but I do think that, like, think about that, though. Like, if you are involved in music as a performer and as a influencer in that way. I thought you were going to say professional, man. I was just going to freak out. I'm not going to like jump (laughs) too many dates here, but at the same time, like is your opinion not more valuable than a random person? Like even a person that, thinks that they know shit. Yeah. It's like if you are a creator... Are you opinion shaming right now? I don't know. No, I'm I just feel, saying I, that I is... I feel like you're opinion shaming right now. Uh, yeah. No, Let's I think it the, is valuable. Troy, uh, Troy, on, make Troy the argument that it is valuable. Uh, I really, Troy's very progressive. Uh, like, would you not want your playlist curated by, like... The basis of the real Mackenzies, like sure, that sounds one. That sounds better There's than a guy. Hundreds of thousands of people who would say no to that. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, there, there are probably a lot of, of people okay. in the world who would do it better than me. Sure, but you know what? They didn't get the fucking calls, so they yeah, can fuck enough. off. Yeah, that's but right. The, I tell you what, though, like you, you know, didn't the, whisper that part though. That's that's where we protect oh, the business. Fuck they, them. They we'll, we'll edit that. You know we'll edit what? Though, but we were all we this guy at some point in our lives. If you can think back to that point in your life. When all you did was actively seek out and search for music, which I guess is still now for me, mm-hmm. but yeah, not to the degree it was when I was between the ages of 14 and 21. Truly. Which were total... It was kind of like a job then, back then. Well, yeah, it was a job. It was what you did all the time. I mean, because we didn't have the information highway back then. You know, there was... That's right. There, you had to go to record stores, and I would spend hours and hours and hours and hours in record stores flipping through, looking for albums, yeah. finding fucking cool covers, shit that I hadn't heard before, finding fanzines, any kind of mailing list and stuff like yeah. that. And a lot of the... I lived in central Canada where they, people don't play. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in a... a I was born in a tiny little potash... Town called Esther Hazy. I'm the son of By a coal way, miner's daughter. Excellent, wow, excellent coal use mining. Of, hang on, coal miner's daughter. How hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I got this, man. I was born the son of a shear cropper. Wait. Okay, whatever, dude. I grew up in Central Saskatchewan, Southern Saskatchewan. <laughs> a prairie boy. Pa- yeah, fuck yeah, man. And then I moved up north to like Potash, a logging town. By the way. By the way. Yeah. yeah. Went from potash to logging, and then. <clears throat> At some That's point, you know, I got street. kicked out of school. For what? Like every good rock and roll just yeah, I yeah. smacked Fred Wiskowick in the side of the head. He deserved it, though. I'm I sorry. Bet. Right? Fred Wiskowick? Did he deserve it? Yeah, he's, he's since passed on, and he was an oh, awesome accounting sorry. teacher. 
He was a great conflict teacher, and he was a super fucking nice guy. What led? But he caught me conflict? drinking. He caught me drinking at a high school dance. What were you drinking? I was drinking Southern Comfort from a Mickey in the oh. men's wash. Oh. I knew it was a dur- Mickey. I knew it was a Mickey. <laughs> During the day, me and my friend Rich Bellamy, Richie plays for a band called Savage Henry mm. from Saskatoon. They're fucking perverse. They're Perf- amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, they make perverse. They, they they make they make the dwarves <laughs> look like oh, shit. Like look like fucking air supply. What a comparison, by the way, because they are they make the dwarves look like air That's supply. Need some yeah. show notes. That should be a fucking shirt. That's yeah. Be, well, they hey, make, we well, make the dwarves look like air supply. God yeah. damn. Well, they're they're a great band. But Richie and I went to high school together. But we used to drink Southern Comfort on our lunch breaks. And well, uh, so- SoCo. So Soco on the lunch breaks? Yeah, a little Soco. <laughs> What's with you and Ev Ox Soco? You know, abbreviations Soco. for everything. That's if you my start fault. That's me, my fault. If you start calling me Troyza, Troyza. I'm leaving. Oh shit! I didn't even think of that one. Here First of all, it'd be Troza. Troza. <laughs> so also, I'm here with the the illuminated Troyza. Here we are. Nah, but so. we used to drink Southern Comfort on our lunch breaks, and so that night there was a dance, and <laughs> so we snuck our Southern Comfort into the uh, whatever the fucking toilet tanks of the bathroom. So this is like the Godfather. You have like a piece back there. We have a fucking piece back there. So we go back there and we're sneaking our drinks and we get called out and I got in shit and I happened to smack a teacher and I got expelled. I feel like like you just yada yada the best part there. Hold on. So did what happened? So you're you're back there. You're pulling the tank top off. Like you're pulling it off. Not really. They opened the bathroom door and said, is everything okay in there? You know what I mean? You're just a kid. And this is a long time ago. How old are you? Me? Yeah. 40, I'll be 44 no, 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 in a no, month. No, 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 During the story, sorry, sorry. Oh, during the story. 14. <laughs> 15. <laughs> 15. That's a, when you're, when you're smacking, I want everyone to right now, just take a moment, listening or watching right now, take a moment and just remember when you were 14, 15, and then just... <sighs> Think about striking like Diablo, striking a teacher. Yeah. By the way, Seymour, <laughs> I was into Diablo. Just like, doesn't give a shit. Hey, man. All right, all right. Please, please continue, please. So he, he like I said, it. I do what feel bad about it. What did he say? Was he like, "Fuck it, listen, uh, Troy, get the no, fuck you know out what, of there." You know what he called me? He called me Mister Troy. Oh. He always referred to me as <laughs> like Mister Star Trek. So he used character. to get. I know your last name. He, he just called you Mister yeah. Troy. No, he did, but it was sort of a stern way of him talking to me, and he used to talk to me like that in class mm. too. Mm-hmm. But he he called me Mister <laughs> Troy. The exact details of what happened after that, I don't know. I can't quite remember. But I know that when I did get back into school, I was wearing an offensive T-shirt. What did it say? <clears throat> and there was this fucking uh, Jesus was a cunt or immediately something. Like rebound. No, there was this. Like, there, okay, so okay, a little bit of backstory. There was a uh, a chain called San Francisco's. Yeah, at hey, the time they, they had one sell, in my hometown. Yeah, they used to sell weird T-shirts and novelty items and stuff like that. They were the only head shop. I and yeah, head, up, sort of a head I, shop. I bought a, a Cartman bong from them when I was young. Yeah, yeah. you could buy like allegedly whoopee cushions yeah. and. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like fucking novelty stuff. Shit. Novelty shit. You buy yeah, yeah. alien candles. Alien candles. <laughs> but they had shit they like had that. this T-shirt that was like uh, it was about nine squares and it was like farts or poops. <laughs> and okay. it, was, it was like a cartoon block, and it would be like you know the ghost poopy, the Lincoln Log poopy. Oh yeah, that was a popular so I was, seller. I was wearing that shirt under a shirt. You know what I mean? Under a long sleeve shirt. Okay. 
And, but not, you could still visible. see the word farts, see some asses, maybe some shit coming out of an ass. Okay. And I, when I got back into school, <laughs> like after my three days suspension or five days suspension, <laughs> fucking for, by the the way, teacher for just... assaulting a teacher. <laughs> That's all it took back then. That is a serious, then. actual. Dude, only three but to you know five what, days. Dude, I'll tell you, in the fucking 80s and 90s, there was more teachers assaulting fucking students than the students That's assaulting true. teachers. That's so true. fucking, Fair maybe enough. maybe it all worked Fair out. Enough. That's true. But yeah, Mr. Bolton, the principal, Boss Ross, he, Oh, Lord Bolton. He told, me Lord to, Bolton. he told me to take off the shirt. And I did up a button, but it wasn't good enough for him. Mm. So then there became a thing, and I ended up getting expelled for good in the school. Board. They wanted an apology. Oh, like fully oh, for yeah, good? Yeah, kicked for out. Good. Like, so, I had to move to a different town. I moved to a different town to shit. finish school. So it was like this. It was like, Troy, your first day back. Weird. And you, and you can't even give us the respect of a clean yeah. outfit. How, okay, quick question. You know, I blame music, man. I was listening to Cinderella's Long Cold oh. Winter and Britney Fox. How did it? I was like, fuck, man. I want to be a rebel, too. Oh, God. Okay, so quick That's question. So like, so this is like 1989. Yeah. Did you move or did your fam like, did you, like, how did it feel to, I, like, I've, I think I've been suspended once or whatever. Like, really? What were you suspended for? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I wrote, Sounds like, a bad up. article. Like, or not, not an article, but, like, I wrote an, a thing with, like, swear words in it. Like, that's kind of shit. Like, like fuck or kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, classic, like, whatever. <laughs> classic then, swears. No, but, like, yeah, the classic. Anyway, there was some I'm things, a fan of the classic. the same time, yeah. <laughs> you just ended I like it. His, I like history. You ended it <laughs> the end, P.S., Fuck you. And everyone's like, whoa. So everyone fuck go fuck themselves. No, yeah, what I'm saying whoa. is that, like, did you move or did your family move in response no, my, to your... my family move. My, no, man. Or did you just, I know. Move. Did you upend no, your family? I, I'm just wondering. Because like, that sounds I fucking disruptive. Oh, my God. My mom and dad be like, well, shout out to Troy. I know. Troy I'm fucking saying that sounds disruptive. School, we're going to have to move to a mom different town. I'm the roots. You know, we yeah. just spent 10 well, years building this house. Well, that's what I'm asking. I'm just asking. Let's look at this fucking asshole through high school. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. No, man. My, you know what my the dad said? The way you said? described it, I was uncertain. My I apologize. My, my, no, no, it's fine. Shout out to C-Mart for just foregoing everyone else in the household's no. thoughts. Just like, did, did they move because of you? No, it was the 80s. You just dealt with it. It was just like, My whatever. dad said, well, you really fucked up now, boy. Yes. He didn't even call me by my name. He called me boy. He's like, you really fucked up now, boy. At least he didn't call you Mr. Troy. No, Fred didn't. He got a fucking smack in the head for it. For that. I would never hit my dad because he's way tougher than me. I don't think anyone would hit their dad. Dads that are are tougher than you are are a terrifying thing. My father, G-Tone's father, we share a father. Because you're brothers? Yes. <laughs> what? Classic <laughs> brother <Shit>. move. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. g Turn and I share father. Uh, Terra-fucking-fying uh, in his heyday. Oh, yeah. Now Good he, dad is. Now he's a very soft, gentle <laughs> giant. But Jesus Christ, I used to fucking shake thinking about having to tell him stuff. I'd be like, yeah, man. No, I don't want to do my, it. That's my dad, too. But it was, <laughs> it's funny now, too, because I just went back to my dad's house my mom and dad's house for the first time since 1996 this past the first time since 1996 Jesus, yeah. that's like 21 years yeah so i went back and i saw Weird. the house and we hung out with him and we've always seen each other over the years we're a close family yeah i just had no need to go back there you know we always met somewhere in alberta where my family lives my sister mm. lives there i have another sister here in vancouver so we always kind of yeah. meet in the middle i've never had to go back there and yeah it's sort of difficult to get to because they live sure, yeah. in the bush 
yeah. you know what I mean? I totally understand. Off, off the grid, so to speak. And uh, so I went back and hung out with them, and it was a lot of fun. Really? Oh, it was nice. more, it was, yeah, more yeah. fun than you expected? Oh, yeah. We went fishing, and my wife caught her first fish ever. I made Jesus, her hold it, took dumb pictures. My dad wanted to drink beer all night and beer all afternoon. It was a lot. It was a good time. That sounds wonderful. But, you know, <laughs> my dad and I have had that relationship for many years now where we're adults. But, you know, as a kid, like I was saying, mm. a good dad does does make their kids Holds afraid. you to account. Yeah. Oh. You'd better be afraid of your parents God, when, when you're okay a kid, like that. to a certain degree, afraid to the point where you're not going to piss them off. Unfortunately, I, I was agree. I was afraid of my parents. But I was too stupid. You're also a punk rocker. I was, so I was, fuck that. I, I was too, <laughs> I was too stupid to adhere to their rules. You know, Mom, things, things Mom and Dad, I'm gonna tour the world. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Everyone's like, they would right. drown me out. I'd adhere to it. You know, whatever. But it was like, you know, a kid. <laughs> so funny. Every kid rebels. Mm, you know, and, sure. Yeah. But you know, mine was particularly funny the way I had to rebel. You know, I would get punished and I'd have to like split wood all day and do shit like that. But. I got actually accused. It was, it was funny when I was younger. I mean, you're gaining skills with an axe, though. That sounds. I could that sounds chop positive. the shit out of this table right now. Yeah, I like. I mean, you know, you have all, a cord of wood useful. right now. I will make fucking kindling. Yeah. I'll make you a fucking table. I actually, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I actually miss. I actually miss uh, all the uh, the woodwork that I was doing when I was younger. G Tone and I are. What gra- woodwork have you done? Our grandparents. If you're talking about masturbation, if this is like a no, no, to, I don't believe it is. Just <laughs> jerking it, just <laughs> fucking. That's, laying a, that's into some pretty it. good woodwork there, man. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Woodwork is in uh, top form, bro. Our, <laughs> as you're watching, you're like, yeah, oh, that's good. No, no, oh, that's no, good. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> our, masturbation stories. Our, our father's, oh, our father's father. Okay, our grandparents. Our, are we our, being too loud? Somebody's coming. No, no. I doubt it. We fine, are being loud, it. but it's fine. We are being loud, but <laughs> in the most joyful way that people want to come in here. Yeah, we're not yelling at each other. Plus, we have a principal sponsorship. What? We'll what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're, they're literally sponsoring this. So, so this is what they want. So, Sorry, I, to- I totally killed your buzz and interrupted your story. Man. No, I forget the shit. Honestly, here's the thing. My, my, father's, <clears throat> my father's father... Mm-hmm. only lived about 10 minutes from me growing up the whole time. So I had my grandparents just down the road from me, and they had a giant, giant uh, area of land, but they always they always had a wood stove. And so they had like uh, a, a bit of a, like a cubby hole on the outside of their house. And so we would always go down the farm about a football length away and then cut wood, split it, put it in the back of a pickup truck that's only purpose is for hauling that wood to that cubby hole in the front of the house and then load wood into the basement and then stack it accordingly for the winter. And that would be a, a yearly chore we would do. It would be like doing mm-hmm. hay, something yeah, like that. So we would do that pretty consistently from a young age. Like I remember probably the first time I did that was probably about eight or nine. And um, we would do it so consistently that did I you actually... you have to split the wood at that yes, age? Yes, yes. And I was, I was very very comfortable doing it and uh for a while it would be like myself it would be my brothers my cousins uh we would always just kind of share off but because we were always lived closest we would always one of us brothers would always be involved essentially and uh we would we would split like like i didn't really get how much wood this was for a while it's probably for the whole family right well 
No, it was just really, for that one it house. It was just for that. It was, but it was for the whole community. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really know. Check it out. I, I don't want to exaggerate, but like I didn't know. You said it's funner. <laughs> it's it way is, better. Or more fun, better. pardon Dude, me. Makes, yeah. for, makes for a way better story. Sorry, Mr. Wiskook. More fun. Troy, Troy, yeah. <laughs> Troy makes, makes for a way better story, right? I, I know. I know. I know about it. Okay. Seriously, though, I didn't know how much wood this was, but like doing a chord or two chords is a lot of fucking wood. That's a lot of wood. So we would do that. And just fill up the basement for for the wood, right? Through this cubbyhole thing. And they, they'd stuff it with insulation and had its own little, like, turnkey thing you pull through. Anyway, uh, we would do this so often that I became accustomed to it. I was so, like, I loved it. I loved the camaraderie of it. I loved the fact that we would work wood and, like, split it. And the, the thing is, we had a hydraulic splitter, right? The hydraulic splitter would... would uh, Basically, if we were doing this right now at this table, we don't have a view of this right now, but right across from me right now is Troy. If you, if, for our video uh, watchers and for our audio listeners, um, Troy's right across from me, directly across from me on the table. So we would each stand on each side of this, this hydraulic splitter, and this giant log, like bigger than you could put your arms around, would go through this hydraulic splitter. Uh, a, a thing would push it through into this like pizza-looking thing, and it would cut the edge. And as it cut it, we would each catch a side, which was still giant, and then we'd put it into the truck. And that was, uh, that was our job. Mm. Fucking technology, man. Dude, one year, we, one year... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't participate. That or something. sounds like you could easily injure a person. Yes. Just, yeah. Yes, because one one year. Check this out. One year, I didn't participate. Now I don't know if it was just like I was out drinking the night before, finger fucking Allegedly. chicks. I have no idea. What? Have no idea. That, that escalated oh. by the way. Yeah, it yeah, happened. You went from a family it, story. It happened. You went from a family story to total dirt. <laughs> First of all, that's I was never ready happened. for my end, but you, you said to, to exaggerate. You told me to tell a larger tale. All right. You told me. So your it's finger fucking is taller, sheep. Right, so apparently, yes. So he's in sheep. eastern Ontario. It's right. cold. That's so right. He's wishing. Okay, so. okay. So anyway, you missed that year. I want to make sure my finger's in the camera. Here, you so missed that year. Wait. Wait. I'm finger right. fucking wait, wait. a sheep. So I'm finger fucking I got to go, guys. See you. <laughs> okay, so wait. you're finger fucking all a right, sheep. All right. Whatever I was doing the night before, I didn't participate in the uh, wood <laughs> for the next day. And uh, <laughs> that sounds even worse, right? Okay, but anyway, right? Nah, I know, I know, I know. I, I didn't participate though, but uh, I was in the computer room and I'm like doing a bunch of stuff. It's like brand new age of internet and shit like that. Suddenly, uh, uh, my my dad runs in and was just like, "Your brother has had an accident at the wood splitter, no shit. and we G-tone? need to we need to move." Nope, my oh, that's uh, not good. Accident at wood splitter is. Very negative. Uh, my, my younger brother. Okay. And I was like, what? And it was like people were running out the door faster than I could ask questions. And then suddenly I heard through, the, like, this is like before texts and everything, I guess. So I was like waiting to hear what happened and waiting by the phone. And my brother had been doing the work. And it's so monotonous. What I was just describing where the wood pushes yeah, itself yeah, through. Yeah. You can easily it's be distracted. so monotonous that you guide the, like, I'm going to show this yeah. in the video. But if, if you're listening to audio, I'm sorry you can't watch this. But, like, basically you guide your hand. You're guiding the log through the process, right? But if you're doing it enough, you don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. And my brother, Brendonius. Brendan. Brendonius? Brendonius. He's pretty badass. Yeah, he's a fucking badass, dude. I love Brendan's such a dude. He, he had the option of joining all of us in the music industry. And he was just like, he's the best guitar player out of all of us and everything. And he decided, mm, no, I think I'm going to jump out of helicopters and fight fires. And we're just like, That's all right, cool too. you're a badass. So like, such a cool guy. He ends up fucking running his hand through the fucking hydraulic splitter and then panics 
pulls his hand out and it rips his fucking finger off. So he's Which like, one? like this. Like this. It's his finger. But it's the his, booger I think, finger I think it's his right finger. finger. It's the index yeah. finger. So, so it's, it's his, the booger it's finger. His, it's his pick finger. Yeah. So he has oh. to actually pick with his middle finger <clears throat> and his thumb. And he's still the best fucking guitar player in our family. And, and so savage. And we have everyone in the family tours. And so he's still the best. That's, a, that's what's a very shameful thing for the rest of us. But he's, uh, he's so talented. But that work ethic that comes with doing that, the reason I'm telling this whole story is just because I, I want people to recognize that, like, there's a, there's a benefit to doing something consistently for the longest period of time where you have uh, a knowing uh, impact on your community because you're like, I'm helping build shit. I'm helping do wood. Blah, blah, right, blah. right, I, right, sure. Dude, yeah, yeah. I haven't done it for like 15 years, and I oh. miss it. I miss it every fucking year. I think industry in I general don't. is valuable. I'm fatter. I'm lazier. My joints hurt. My hips hurt a lot. I have trouble picking up a teacup. hate doing dishes. <laughs> I... My feet hurt every morning when I walk to take a piss. Sometimes I don't even make it to the bathroom. Really? What do you do? I just piss. Just go for it. <laughs> I just piss. It's a... Dipe life. My wife hates it, but every morning, 6.30 a.m., sharp, I take shit, whether I'm out of bed or not. Really? Yeah, it just depends Jesus on the day. Jesus Christ. So. You must have the cleanest sheets on the planet every day. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Why would they be dirtier or less dirty? Like, because he said whether he knows it or not mm. every day. Yeah. So I'd be like, okay. well, those are clean sheets every day. Sorry, man. I just had to take this conversation. No, Your woodcutting story really good. sucked. That, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm calling. That was so long, dude. I mean, like, fuck, come on. I spilled like 40 cords of wood in my life. For, to- total? <laughs> That's right. nothing. Nah, I'm, nah, I'm kidding. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm fucking around. I'm sorry. Jesus, Trey, you really... You I really, feel like, I feel like my stock has went down my, in the uh, room all of a sudden. So Trey, <laughs> you, really, uh, you really decided to... Yeah, we got a great shot my of favorite, it. Uh, <laughs> my favorite grandfather makes you do the weird shit story is my grandfather... Everyone, wait, wait, I have to point out... Because everyone probably thinks Troy and I hate each other now. No. We're doing a podcast about splitting wood... Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Shine up your axes. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah. Throwing your fucking plaid shirts and your suspenders. <laughs> everyone's like, case of everyone's, beer. everyone's tuned everyone... in to hear the fucking. They're like, Let's hear the tour stories. And I'm like, let me tell you about splitting wood. <laughs> let me tell you about splitting wood. All right. Cutting a finger off is a hardcore. That's but that's savage. where we were going. We we're talking savage. about your brother. Yeah, they were talking about your brother. I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. It, but the, I guess the real thing I was trying to say is like consistency when doing a job is fucking is very important. And what that comes when you're doing tours and when you have things pulled out from you when you're expecting them to do it, it your your sensibility is so trained already to be like I'm going on tour, I'm going on the road, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and suddenly someone's like you're not doing that. You're like uh, I'm wired to do this. What, yeah, what do you mean? Much. And then you're like fuck, I've changed my whole shit up. It's like it's very different, you know. It is. That's basically what I was trying to get to. Fuck, sorry. Does bro. that count as a logistics fucking move? We can, you know, however you want to label that. I don't <laughs> care. I just want to say, I feel like you're just making weird loose ends and knots wherever yep. you're to keep that. Yep. Reel it in. Let's yep. reel it in. <laughs> Troy, I don't want to lie. A lot of this show is made up as we do it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to shock you, but like a lot of it. I mean, is are you seriously not reading from a board right now? I'm looking around. Where's the. Dude. Could you imagine There's this? no teleprompter in here, Wouldn't man. that be shitty if this was actually scripted? If I was like, and now I'm going to tell the fucking woodcutter. I would, I, I would just be like, this. hey, dude, you know about that woodcutting story? Uh, it's pretty cool. Should I cut it? Should yeah, I woodcut it? lose that Should one. I woodcut yeah, the story? <laughs> All right, let's do this. I got an idea.
I left that little gap right there, so I could I could definitely edit it right here. Oh, Troy, yeah, you're a fucking good guy. Oh yeah. I want to know about <laughs> <laughs> you. Fuck. That's it. You're like this is the worst podcast ever. Who the fuck is this guy? I'm just in the who's yeah. the fucking idiot getting wasted? By the way, can we get a here? I'm gonna do a quick tilt pan on this. We're just putting these downs real quick. What's that? Just a couple of fucking beers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, let me ask you this: the the nature of you joining the Real Mackenzies, it was a chaotic period for that band. Yeah, there was when a, I joined, yeah, right. So we're talking like 2012, 20, 2012, yeah, 2012, right? Okay, so that era of the band, there's there's a tremendous amount of turnover. There's yeah, a lot of people lot. that are like coming in and out of the band. Yeah, and always. We were talking off air, and I was like, I've always compared the Real Mackenzies and bands like that, like uh, the Isotopes, which you're also a part of. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. always compared them to be like sports franchises, right? They're like, yeah. in, in that, like, there's a core, and then there's like people that they rotate in and out based yeah. on their availability, right? Yeah. With that being said, within a year, you were assuming a lot of responsibilities for yeah. the Real Mackenzies. What was that like? It was cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was hired by Mark, he told, he kind of right off the bat when we started, because I've known him for a long time. I knew like the guy who hired me in the band I had known before he was in the McKenzies. You know, he was working with DOA before he worked with the McKenzies. Right. So that was Bone. What era? What DOA? Uh, fuck, like I don't know. You late late nineties. You could just say all. <laughs> late nineties. Yeah, a bunch. A bunch. But uh, a so bunch. when when I I got when I got the call. And we met, like, because we had already known each other. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, because we had done tours. I was playing in the darkest of the hillside thickets in the early 2000s. And we had toured with Real McKenzie's. So, you know, I got to know the boys a little bit better. And I kind of always hounded them for a job. Mm-hmm. So when my number came up um, and I, I got the call and I was just really interested in learning whatever I could about the band and how it works at that level. Because I had never played in a band at that level before. You know, I was up until that point, other than the vibrators, playing with the vibrators. Because you were playing them before you were the with the Real Mackenzies. Yeah, other than playing with the vibrators, every band I played in, you know, I slept on couches and floors and in vans and cars and yeah. wherever. Just grinding it out, doing Just grinding it do. out, doing yeah. your thing. So. Putting in the work. Yeah, just putting in the just doing it. I mean, yeah. really, whatever. Yeah. So then when he started playing with the Real McKenzie's, then Mark was just, you know, kind of uh, letting me help. He didn't just, I guess, sussing me out. And then eventually just said, hey, do you want to come along and TM with me on this first tour I did with them? TM for those at home? Yeah. Tour so, manager. Yeah. So I did that. And I went and hung out. And I was just like, oh, this is just fucking collecting money. All I got to do is collect money. Right? And. I was wrong at the time. I, you know what I mean? I was so naive. It's, I was just it's like, much this more what, encompassing. Than yeah, that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so what do you do? Yeah, you collect money, and everything else just happens. And the, and so I did the first tour, and he said, how was that? And I said, it was pretty good, man. And he's like, cool, you're the TM. And I was like, wow. okay, so the next tour, it's just like that. <laughs> so then I talked to. He, so he informs management, and management. I talked to management, and they, they just say, okay, so you're TMing. You're a middle. You're a middleman and stuff. And they started using terms like advancing tours and hmm. logistics and all this stuff. So, Escalating. Yeah, so I had to get my shit together really fast and figure out what the fuck they were talking about. And um, I had a really good idea because, I mean, my brother-in-law has been in the industry for years and all my friends and I've been doing it for a long time too. So 
it was just a matter of like actually accepting the responsibility. So then, you know, the next year I did it and then I just, it was kind of stressful because the McKenzie's are not an easy band to manage on the road. Now I've I heard, imagine. it gets now, pretty fucking now crazy. I've heard yeah. Not from G-Tone. Okay. So this is what I allegedly, knew. this is what I knew prior to G-Tone ever having any involvement. Uh, I heard that you guys were a handful. That was that was before anything. The band can be a handful. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, now that now that seems we like call a, it a bandful. No. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no. we can do that. I will <laughs> take that. <laughs> we're a bandful. <laughs> if everyone, Smart, nice. If everyone in my band, if Jesus everyone in the room with Kansas on every, any given night decides that <laughs> we have, we want to go off, and it does happen too. Like where everyone decides they want to party. Like there was one one time we were opening up for fucking we were opening up for Patty Smith in Norway, and we were we were out there playing, and everyone was. In a state. In a state. Because <laughs> we were playing in Norway in this little town in oh, the city square insane. In, in front of a courtyard. And there's this church and there's like 5,000 people in front of you. And it's Patti Smith in the room of Kenzie's, which is just the most Jesus oddball bill. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but who booked that? <laughs> I don't know. It was a good gig. <laughs> yeah, I, know, gig. I, I don't, so, I don't like, doubt it. You're genius kind of, you're kind of watching the sunset or the sun hover at that point sure, of the year. yeah. And and so we played that we played this show. Jesus, and uh, we had really obviously because it was a city funded event. Obviously, mm. pardon me, a city funded event. So there was like that, like really good catering and stuff like that, and mm. lots of liquor for yeah. us. Red, uh, red M and M's only. Red M and M's and lots of brown liquor. And we were really <laughs> fucking digging into all of it. And so we had this amazing sugar high. We had a couple sips of brown liquor, but the Allegedly. sugar high was crazy. Yeah. So, but you know, we played our show, and uh, Mackenzie Paul, or like our singer, was fucking a ridge OG. Yeah, the the only original member of the Mackenzies at the time. Well, actually, Mark was in the band still. Bone was still in the band. He hadn't been in the band for sixteen years. Yeah. Wow. So. Even though he wasn't there at day one, he pretty much is an original. <laughs> he made it to me, to me anyway. But anyway, <laughs> made so, it to 2012, yo, at least. Right? So, but yeah. So Paul was like, uh, I can't remember. She was singing, you know, because the night belongs to the lovers. And Mackenzie was in the front of the stage. He like he went past the barricade, and the security had to fucking haul him out. And oh, uh, Patty Smith was just like, yeah, we've heard about the real Mackenzies, and she wasn't. Wasn't really stoked that there were these fucking hoodlums backstage, kind of upsetting the. Well, there's a weird balance backstage, like people that vibe, yeah. there is a balance backstage, and when you're a headliner yeah. like Patty Smith, there everything yes. is about her, and mm. we we just walked That's in fair. and went like fucking barf. Yeah, Woo, it's not like cock, like boo. she probably oh, had funny. like she yeah. probably had very uh, very sourced candles to like you know what I mean like very specific aroma. Very specific. Everything is just designed to give her the best performance ever. Yeah, it was. And full, you guys it was just show. show. Up, it was like, show. God damn, where we get the liquor? What the fuck? <laughs> well, we had our we had our own backstage and stuff, but you know they let us loose. Yeah, sure. So yeah, we were enough. we were just hanging out, partying, having sometimes having just knowing time. though that First someone all, else is having that time. First of all, it's a crazy, insane show. I, I don't know. Anyway, and we're all Seriously, Patty though, Smith fans. Patty too. Smith is fucking rad. yeah, so wonderful. Obviously. That's wonderful. why I was just like wait. So good. <laughs> and plus, I'm a huge fan of, of uh, Fred Smith too, and the MC5 and Sonic's Rendezvous Band. Dude, and MC5. So that you know, we that's Patty. That's Patty Smith's husband. We were talking Detroit, Detroit icons earlier. We we're fucking talking about MC5 is like. 
Yeah. Right at the top of that fucking heap. Obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite bands. Absolutely. Um, Actually, the Real Mackenzies just participated. I facilitated. We just participated. And participated. And facilitated. What the fuck was that? You're going to edit the shit out of this nope. and make sure. That- no, nope, this is raw. <laughs> if my shitty fucking woodcut story goes in, then your abs. No. We don't. The, the woodcut story can fucking leave town, man. Absolutely. If you catch me saying participated. participated. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Trizoy Zazak. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, who cares? Anyway, yeah, next fine. topic. It's fuck, fine. let's go. Oh, here we. Oh, he's I forget. Oh, By the way, off air, he was like, if I say next topic, that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I totally hey, I just want like you that. guys to know. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that's a hot button issue. Okay, well, like, I can't remember what I was talking no, about. That's why I said that. Listen, don't ask me about Patty, Patty Smith's green room, okay? Fuck you. Okay? Don't ever bring that up. I was like, probably... I was like Jesus, Troy. You're, very, you're being very aggressive about your, <laughs> your your early or sorry, late '80s, early '90s fucking uh, pop stars. I want to yeah, talk about. Uh, I love Patty Smith. So anyway, yeah. fantastic. Uh, I want to ask you a couple questions. Some yeah. of this stuff is just going to be like totally random. So I hope you're ready for it. Bring it. Um, I would like to know. Green. Yep. How did you fucking <laughs> know that? That was so weird. Uh, how would what, what would you say is your your personal tour survival tip that you've learned over the years because I, I i've had a few people in your seat tell us you know okay few, so i'll tell you so what i want to know this one so here's what's gonna happen sure. okay so the guy who gets off tour and he's gonna be like oh yeah well you know you eat right you don't drink too much you do a little <laughs> bit of pilates maybe some advanced pilates down by the pool fuck that yeah they're really <laughs> was this red hot chili pepper yeah like, there is the no right? On the road, um, when you're touring for a long time, By the just way, making you... sure you get enough fucking sleep and eat enough is yeah. the most important thing. Obviously. Cause, yeah, because um, typically you have to drink every day, especially in a band like the Real McKenzie's, the Champions. It's just business partying. drinking, right? Like It's part of the, the gig, and you have to be able to do it in a way that, that's appropriate. Actually, Well, we all drink. Right. So we all drink. We all right. enjoy alcohol. I don't, I don't condone anyone going up and fucking ruining their life with booze, but... You know, part of what we do is we are a good night out. So if you go out to see the real Mackenzie's, yep. you're not going out to sit down and cross your legs mm. and sit on your fucking phone and text like an asshole. No. You're going to it raise a, a glass. Night. Yeah, it's we're a going. It's an event. Night. We're yes. gonna we're gonna make a mess. We're gonna swear. We're gonna spit. We're gonna curse. We're gonna fucking. You're gonna see some dick. You're gonna see some balls. We you're, just lost Seamard, by the way. He'd take a piss. Yeah. You're right, though. It's going to be a fucking out. night. It's a good yeah. night out. It's supposed to be a good night out. If you go to a real McKenzie show and don't have fun, we didn't do our job because we're, we're there to have fun. Do you, you know what's really interesting about that is the idea behind the show is that it's supposed to be fucking fun and entertaining. And Always. Pe- people that go out to shows and they're like, I'd rather sit down and have like a time, you know. Like for instance, here's uh, my like last... like me now that I've turned 143. Uh, we're not that far. <laughs> we're not that far apart. No, we're not. We're no. not. We're we're about. Let's see, you're turning 43, or you? You're... I'll be 44 in a month. Okay, so we're about we're about 11 years apart. I'll be 33 next year. Wow. Yeah. Do I seem? No, you look so much older than me. 
<laughs> Thank oh, you for wow. that highbrow compliment. Fucking jerk off. Did I not so tell you earlier, though? You're always like, oh, you're, you're 40, you're 43? Going on 30, clearly. Oh, it's so sweet when you said that. That's right. I felt my pecker flutter like yeah. a pigeon having a yeah. heart attack. Yeah, I don't want to brag. Were but, we flirting? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're a, <laughs> you're a smart fella. Fuck. <laughs> Figure it out, man. Uh, I, I, have, uh, I, have, I have a lot of questions, but to be honest with you, Here's the thing. A lot of people come and do this show, and they think that the title of the show is so literal. They're like, it's interlatch interviews, and they're like, okay, it's an interview. Like, it's, it's just like, it's like I'm going to ask all the questions. It's really just a conversation. It's really just a long-form conversation, and people I'm dialed into that. In I'm fucking glad you <laughs> dialed into that, because like, I've been thinking about the edit of this, and I'm like, ah, this is going to be interesting. I'm like, I'm like, oh. I'm like, like uh, I haven't done my end, for sure. I'm trying my best. but I haven't done your end, either. <laughs> oh gotta, snap! Get a shot in my face here. Zoom in. <laughs> You're gonna edit that. Oh, for sure. all the edits. edits C- like you said, the edits are gonna be crazy. Seymour comes back. He's like, uh, I got a homosexual indicator on the. Uh, <laughs> hey man, all good. No, you know what? It's not. It's not homosexual if it's desire. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Look, reality though, I just want to say, um, <laughs> you have a very unique perspective though in the fact that you're part of this very legendary group in, in the Real Mackenzies. Like they've been around since '92, yeah. 90, '92, right? So, I mean, they've seen uh, pre-internet, they've seen d- during internet, and then now like post, like like you're talking about like doing shit for Spotify and stuff like that. Like the idea of that. When the band started in '92, is like that's it's like you may as well be talking like Roswell Area 51 <clears throat> shit. Yeah. Like it's so, you know what I mean? It's it's so beyond the comprehension of, of like the average person. It's weird how it, how it changes, yeah. Very strange. But the band lives on. Things yeah, are going sure. on. Um, I have a question. the The band itself, when you guys are on stage, the the reaction you guys get from the crowd is always just like, from what I've seen, and it is always just like so strong, so strong. Has there ever been a particular crowd or a show where you're like, whoa, this like stands out? This is like something that uh, like, you're like, even for you, because you're like, I mean, we're talking yeah. about doing crowds of like 15,000, 20,000 at a time. Yeah, yeah. Like they're big festivals. And then you're like, whoa, what the fuck happened there? What? This is like the biggest fucking reaction. You know, like, like do you yeah. have something that stands out for you recently, maybe? Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, at the moment, like big crowds are always awesome to play in front of. Sure, but playing in front of those giant crowds, those aren't the shows that stand out for me as much as much as I like to do them because they are awesome. Especially when you see the photos, right? Because it looks like you know, ah, oh, fuck, you know, it looks like you're in. Fr- it, you could lie and say you're in front of a hundred thousand. <laughs> Look, people mom, because you can't even tell. Like, because <laughs> once you, when, oh shit, you get some. Oh, I'm gonna edit. Are we the good? Shit, it's out totally of your fine. Voice, Was there a bro? lot of noise? Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll make we'll make that edit. That's fine. But anyway, please continue. Uh, yeah, please. So, <laughs> I guess those shows are memorable for the sense in the sense that I keep burping. Holy fuck! Well, maybe you shouldn't but, drink twenty fucking beers in oh, one. God second. damn it! Hang on a second. Let me, no, 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 no. Let me get my bearings. This. God damn it! Yeah. God damn. Mm, I climatize oneself. I'm doing so the, the, okay. <laughs> the big shows are great and very memorable, and I love doing them, and I wish I could do more. Um, but uh, quite often, the shows that are most memorable are the, the, the weird shows. Mm. Like, 
the there's anomalies when you're on tour. Things you'll get to do that no other touring band gets to do. Mm. Explain that. So, like this year, for instance, we played a, a prison in France. A prison? Yeah, we played this prison in France. What? And it's a place called France and uh, in in Paris. What? And so this it's called France in yeah, France. Yeah, like F F R E N E S. Yeah, France, yeah, yeah. Which is a basically like if you think it's like a suburb of Paris. It's a funny. Uh, so anyway. this. This prison is this is the second oldest prison that's still operating in France. Mm. So to make that clear, the the prison was built in 1896 or 98, something like that. Eight, around there, a while but ago. All, yeah, so it's the only one that old still operating. All that's the other crazy. older ones wow. closed down. So, but the interesting thing about this place oh, was Marty Supers that. You know, during World War II, I was going to say World War II is going to get all fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. So in World I War, knew it was World, in World War II. II, I knew it would get weird. The Gestapo were occupying <laughs> France, and they yeah, and they yeah, kept yeah, all yeah. the POWs there. So the they fishy, kept POWs yeah. from all over the world yeah. at this particular prison. And um, when we took Normandy, familiar, yeah. They they took they they had some battal- like uh, some battalions. I think I'm using the correct uh, terms. Sure. But they sent out some some troops or some soldiers to to liberate the POWs yeah. at this prison in Paris. Okay, the Gestapo caught wind of this mm-hmm. and executed every prisoner. Jeez. Holy motherfucker! Seriously? Yeah, and then also during the French because res- they knew they couldn't defend it. I assume. Oh, yeah. So, so they also during all. the French resistance, this is where they kept all. That's of a the war people crime, by the way. When they it's yeah. a major war crime. Where they, by the way. they also during the French resistance, this is where they kept all the. You know all the people from the French Resistance, and they they executed mm. them by very brutal. They butchered them, yeah, with yeah, machetes yeah, yeah. and and uh, and stuff oh, like that. So, oh my god! So we're in this really? prison. Yeah, we're we're playing in this prison now. There's a government funded program where this prison is no longer a maximum security prison. It's too old. Mm-hmm. It's not really. It's, it's in like the mid- stonemason. Basically, it is. Yeah. It's in the middle of the city. Mm. So basically, at this point, it's it's like remand. It's all the prisoners who are awaiting uh, trial and prosecution. Uh, awaiting sentencing. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So they're awaiting sentencing. Yeah, They've already yeah, been yeah. to trial and stuff like that. They're awaiting sentencing. Um, so there's a government-funded program to help them realize what they could be missing if they keep fucking up, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they, they, bring, yeah. they bring in things from the outside. So they have art shows. Yeah. They do oh, bands and stuff like that. So this guy... Oh, brought us in and we played a set and then they do a Q and A after. So we you did, did, so you did a Q and A with prisoners in in Paris where no one spoke English. Holy shit! So <laughs> and where they probably actively disliked the fact that you did not speak French. We didn't receive any real negative stuff. There were some people who were uninterested. Right. There was no negativity. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. <clears throat> oh, fair. But That's probably the best thing of it was one guy decided that he he asked us. He had to get it translated, but he actually came on stage. He just wanted to jam with us. Really? Like how? In what, what, in what way? What did he, he just play? sang? So we played one of our songs slow, and he just sort of rapped over it. Really? <laughs> what, a, what a weird turn of events. It was weird. It was really what, weird. Did you know what he was in for? We had, No, 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 no. No questions like that. Like, I mean, a certain amount of etiquette. Like, we don't. So, so yeah, he, yeah, could, yeah. he could have been like. Straight up psychopath. You have no idea. He also could have just I, sung I doubt songs it. I, badly it didn't seem. and in jail for it. 
He might he might have just been a petty, I feel like they wouldn't have crime. put us in harm's way where there was someone no. who was I don't know. Do you remember when Metallica did their fucking Saint Anger video? They they showed them signing the waivers at the beginning when they went to San We Quentin. had to sign waivers too. Well, right. I mean, like, where they say like if you're taken hostage. Did they make you sign that? Did they really sign the waiver? We had to yeah, we had, yeah, we had yeah, to yeah, sign yeah. a piece of paper and we I don't know and to be totally honest, I didn't really care. I was just like, yeah, fuck cool, man. It's a thousand bucks. Allegedly. We're going to do it. And Allegedly. It's attention. actually 10,000. We want all the bookers to book you 10 times as much. So. Yeah, man. So it was really just like it wasn't a nothing. I didn't really care. I was just like, yeah, Why we're going to do we're gonna do the gig. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is an interesting gig. I'm excited to do it. So I'll just sign anything and go in and play it. Nothing's sure, yeah, going to yeah. happen. I have full. Yeah. Uh, if like, something goes sideways, we got I have full trust in our agent. <laughs> our, I have full trust in our German agent, our European agent. That yeah, they are going to totally. book us safe gigs. So I didn't even. That's a mega amount of trust, by the way. No, it's, it's not. not. No, it's, it's not, not at it's all. Not. That's a me- completely reasonable dude, amount of trust. Dude, it's a reasonable gotta, amount of trust. It's totally reasonable. All right, maybe my trust levels way off. I maybe think... my piss levels way off. I got to take a leak. Hey, man. can we pause the podcast? I'll for tell a you what. Can we pause the podcast for a minute? Pause, 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 pause. I'll tell you what. If you want to eliminate. Disseminate, ruminate. I'll tell you, if you want to rock, you can go. I'll tell you what, the long standing tradition on this show is when the guest leaves to take a piss. We talk a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit talk. Go ahead, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm in. What what minute are we at? Just so I know where I can fast forward through all the horse shit and get to the Uh, fucking shit talk. 50 something. Okay, right on. Okay, so honestly, actually, we're going to go long, by the way. I just wanted you to know. We need someone. Yeah. I can't believe we're already rocking this hard. So. Uh, far back to Either the right. Side. You want to go back there, bro? I just want to say this. Uh, I don't like Troy is a very talented guy. I have never guy. liked a guest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> just just by the way, yeah, it's like he's like I just want everyone to know, never like to get any guests. I'm like, really? So the only episodes you no, like? Great. Wait, wait. So the only episodes you like are the crew episodes? I don't like those either. I, I can't blame you. I yeah. mean, I actually don't like you. Get those. to stare at this fucking guy. Nice. Hat. That's way too much. Nice handsome way too much. fella. By the way, let's talk about the fact that you and the rest of the Boomsday Alliance decided to plan a Vegas trip without me. So I'd like to this. talk about something important, uh, which is why um, is the fucking camera on? It's a, not on anything. That's on what it's it still might on me. Go. Yeah. All right. Well, look at me right now. Boomsday Alliance. You know what you did. You know Jesus you didn't invite Christ. me on this fucking Vegas trip. So what's trip, interesting? So uh, if we're gonna talk about something that's oh MD, you're, value, you're so busy, MD. I'm sure, blah blah blah. Um, By the way, shout out to alleged friend of the show Shane Clark for not inviting me on this Vegas Jesus trip. Christ. Don't worry, boys. It's not like it's my favorite place on earth, and that I like to drink Jack or anything. Not a big deal. So have you seen this, MD? What's this? Have you seen? Uh, Dallas Cowboys owner. I think you sent me this earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. Dallas Cowboys owner Hold Jerry on. Jones. Hold on, let me. Uh... All right, throw this on the screen for the people. I'll, I'll read it up. Go ahead. Uh, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones acquires Complexity G- Gaming. Now, I should point this out before we go any farther. Jerry Jones is a motherfucker. He is not. He bought a very... the Cowboys for some amount of millions. By the way, this and is... they are worth billions. By the way, this is the only NFL owner that I know of that came out during the whole Neil situation and said he would personally suspend anyone on his team that kneeled during the anthem. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. So that, That's troublesome. So there's Jerry Jones. By the way, shout out to Shea Carter. He's a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Mm. He told me most of my uh, 
my Cowboys knowledge. And yeah, I do fair not enough. know anything about that. That's why. I'm just saying it's kind of... Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Troy Zach. <laughs> were you guys being I'm just dicks? saying it's kind of... No. What were I you talking just... about? Uh, as soon as you left, Seymour had expressed that he's never liked any guest on the show, <laughs> including uh, Troy Zach. Wow. <laughs> and then I said, not even our crew episodes where it's just me and him. And he was like, no, no, not a big fan. No, we were talking about Dallas Cowboys... Owner, Did you Jerry see this? Jones. Check this out, bro. So uh, I don't know if you know this, but C-Mart has been working in the video game industry for the last, like, 12 years, 11 years? Actually, yeah. 11 years. Like, yeah. We talked. We actually you know used to be roommates. Okay. So, oh, <laughs> really? Jeez. I get Mine's to me. Good gotta to say, know. My, my research is shit because I did not know that. Uh, okay. But, no, seriously, though. Uh, yo, pull up that headline real quick. Uh, this is important because this is very interesting. So we have a very conservative NFL owner. Because this is the only guy we were just saying right now. Uh, Troy, check this out. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones acquires Complexity Gaming. Now, Jerry Jones is the only NFL owner that I know on the record that said that he would suspend any of his own players that kneeled during the yeah, anthem. That's so shitty. That, that's that, present, that whole shit that came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the only guy. So he's very, uber conservative, right? Not to mention he owns a franchise in Texas. So like It that, is an yeah. insane franchise, though. Right. Now it it is very valuable. And so what I, I like I like this article personally what, from okay. Game Industry, uh, GamesIndustry.biz. Who wrote uh, this? So what I Hayden, like about this, Hayden industry. Taylor wrote this. It says uh, esports continues to provide enticing investment opportunities for those outside the industry. The latest entrants are the Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones and investment partner Jeff Goff. This John is the Goff. main guy, John Goff, who have acquired a majority share in Complexity Gaming. Now, just really quick, uh, interesting. Sorry. Complexity Gaming owns what? They just have a lot of teams. I mean, you can see that here they have 26 different... They compete in different games, of course. Um, but the interesting thing to me is So, wait, that, wait, wait. It's an eSports uh, franchise team? But what's, yeah, Gen- yeah. what's Jennifer Lopez got to do with Well, it? that's what I'm saying. So, they, she also <laughs> bought... Try, she asking also, the hard questions. No, no, no. <laughs> that was important. Because she also... Lopez uh, in... Uh, where is it? Sorry. In uh, September, not too long ago... Also, purchased stakes in companies that are invested in esports, and so I'm really so not directly, but like through no, like, a, like no, a management. No, firm. directly. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so it says according to ESPN, J Lo joined other big names like Marshawn Lynch and Michael Strahan of the NFL, and retired New York Yankees batter Alex Rodriguez. So qu- quickly, they're buying all, in, right? All those names we just mentioned, they're buying are, into conglomerate companies. All, all those names we just mentioned are in the two to three hundred million club easily. So when they're buying in, sure, it, I would say that that's a significant amount of money. Yeah. that's like a very. What's serious, interesting to yeah. me is that uh, this um, John Goff guy. Okay. Bought in to the Dallas Cowboys. If I can find the number here. That's annoying. Anyway, he bought into the Dallas Cowboys early and turned them into a billion-dollar franchise. Like like a million-dollar thing, whatever, which you would assume well, a sports team would struggling, be. They're struggling, and then what they did was... They're they, one of the most recognizable yes. names in sports. You, you know, are you familiar with their arena? You've heard of their... Like, their arena, ha- their arena has the biggest screen on the planet. Like, <laughs> which, is, which is crazy That's to say. That's which is crazy it's, to say this. It's, but a, like, it's a dick thing. It's, it's totally a dick. A dick. It's like, everything's right. bigger in Texas. That's what yeah, it comes right? down to. Seriously. Well, Texas yeah. is big. 
Yeah. You don't mess with Texas. You, I love te- you, I love you, Texas. you played Texas before? I love Texas. Where's, uh, where's the last place you played in Texas? Oh, the last place? I don't know, but uh, my favorite place to ever played was <laughs> on the Juarez border. I think it's El Paso. That's Jesus. On the, that's on the Juarez border. That sounds all, safe. All, I was playing out there with the vibrators, and we had all these fucking punk rock kids come up from Juarez. That sounds wonderful. Dude, yeah. insane. They yeah. crossed the border specifically to watch punk rock. Now they that's did, and they're fucking insane. Dude, very passionate. Very passionate. Very passionate fans. <clears throat> so whenever, whenever you have uh, trans border uh, fan uh, experiences, it's always very intense because you're talking about people that like plan their whole fucking day and <clears throat> life and. Week and plus, they have to it, go right? through the shittiest border in the yeah, fucking of one of the shittiest borders in the world. Juarez is the most dangerous place in the world that's not mm. declared a war zone. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I totally agree. That's insane. Everything I read about that makes me feel like when you hear about the wall. Like Trump's wall, you're like, that sounds pretty racist. But then, like, you hear about Juarez, you know, like, it is racist. You're like, mm, I don't know. Like, yeah. like if you, here's the thing in Ontario, if you knew that, uh, let's say, let's say you knew that uh, in Michigan, it was just like fucking chaos, like Civil War style, and everyone's like, maybe we should put up. Uh, maybe like Windsor. <laughs> we should know. go to Windsor. Like, like maybe we just put up a wall. Like it doesn't have to be a big wall, but just enough to like a border well, or something. Like that. You know what? <laughs> I guess El Paso or as you know, our, we have Windsor, Detroit, yeah. over the bridge. You it's can hear gunfire comparable. from Windsor. It's That's like, right. And then bang, bang, bang. That's right. It's I'm like, just saying that like there's a major fucking difference between like mm, Detroit's fucked and then versus like Juarez. They they roll heads down the fucking street kind of thing. Like you're like, yeah. oh, as a message, you're like, no, for fun. And you're like, oh shit, okay, maybe we should put up just a partition. It doesn't have to be a wall. <laughs> yeah, They're like a limo partition where like yeah. a just like a glass comes down. Is fucking red tape would work. <laughs> would you would you uh, would you endorse a red tape? Just like a strong red tape. As a joke, it? I would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It'd be funny to see how long as that a lasts. song. That's what the context comes out of this. Fucking the Hard Times posts a satire article, but everyone, yeah. take, everyone takes it seriously. It says the HardTimes.net, uh, Troy Zach of the Real McKenzie's endorses <laughs> Windsor Wall. <laughs> Windsor Wall, yeah. I endorse Windsor Detroit red tape. Not a wall, but just red tape in the tunnel. Mm. Not on the bridge. The tunnel. <laughs> Fuck, man. I have, I have a lot of questions for you. When uh, you were taking up music, your very first run into music, because first you were just like a big fan, right? You're just like checking label names and you're like, I love this. I love when I this. first got into music, yeah, I was four years old, man. Okay, so, so you're like, you're yeah. already, in, but you loved it, right? Yeah. At what point were you like, I think I want to learn bass? Was that first, or did you learn another instrument? Uh, no, no, I, bass was. Uh, bass came when my friend uh, Savage Henry from Savage Henry and the Infamous One Pounders. We were riding in a, a van one day, and he was just like, uh, I have a gig. The band, it wasn't Savage Henry at the time. His name was Rich, but Rich had a band, a gig with his band, and they didn't have a bass player. And it was coming up in like a week. Someone dropped out. He was like, can you play guitar, bass, anything? And I said, no. I'd never even <laughs> held a bass. I knew it had four strings, but I'd never really seen one. Gee, can so I just would, say right away, the balls would just be like, no. And they're yeah. just, they're just <laughs> and, like, all right, he, you're the he, guy. He just said, do you want to give it a shot? And I said, yeah. And I really wanted to. Yeah, you know what I mean because at the at the point in time when you're growing up in small town Saskatchewan, I mean everyone 
it's so stereotypical. No, we, we vibe, and, and we vibe every, on that. Everything like, is yeah. actually fucking true. Yeah. Because when you grow up as a kid there, you are a fucking really naive, especially in the 80s, like 70s, 80s. Pre-internet was you like very... You are so yeah. naive of so many, so many things. So I mean, you were still slapping teachers at that age. I was still smacking. I was still smacking teachers. <laughs> but you know, so he just said, "Hey, you know what? I'll teach you a few songs, and you're gonna play this gig." It was like homecoming. You only play a few songs anyway. It wasn't like a real gig. And I said, "Yeah." And then he taught me how to play. And I put tape on the neck, and I moved one finger around like this, and I played gangster. I did fucking. We did a couple CCR tunes or something, and you Which know, ones? and that and that was it. And then Do I you put remember? It, I, I put it down for years. We did coming around the band, but we did the Hanoi Rocks version because oh, although, yo. although I'm a huge CCR fan, I'm a major fan of Hanoi Rocks. Are you fucking like, kidding me right yeah. now? We're yeah. about to connect mega right now. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons you like why Hanoi I, fucking, Rocks? I, I really hate Motley Crue is because fucking Vince Neil killed Razzle. Can I just fucking say right now? <laughs> I am a mega Hanoi Rocks fan. Yeah, I love Hanoi Rocks. Are you fucking kidding me right yeah. now? Troy, I think we just became very, very, very... <clears throat> Did we just become best friends? Yup. Yep. <laughs> you want to go down to the garage and play practice karate? Yup. <laughs> we have so much room for activities. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I yeah. could talk about Hanoi Rocks for I love Hanoi Rocks. Okay, so please continue. Okay, so... But yeah, we did like a Hanoi Rocks song. And I can't like, believe you like Hanoi Rocks. Faster Pussy Guest song or something. And then, and then it was over. And then I quit. I I, I quit. I Fucking got in the radio. I graduated high school. I got a job in radio. I was working in radio for a few years. So you've had this like very, very like crazy career where you're constantly connecting with crowds. You constantly are engaging with people that uh, don't initially know you, but then learn to love the presence that you have. Like, that, that's the reality of your position, I guess. Probably never thought about it like I, that. I guess. Thanks, man. I guess. You're like, like thanks, bro. Actually, and this is NPR, so we'll be back <laughs> in uh, five minutes with uh, Troy's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, if you say so, man. It's like, and uh, this is the sweet sounds of uh, Lucius Loveover, and uh, he, he does a pan flute solo, 22 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, pan flute. <laughs> Bring the flute. No, seriously though, like, like if you look at the uh, the commonality of like yeah, sure. everything you're, you're going through, yeah, like, it's all music oriented, really, and like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I would even say even deeper than that. It's probably it's just connecting with people. It's connecting yeah. with crowds. Even like, like if you look at when you moved to broadcasting, for sure. Okay, how old were you when you started that? 17. 17. I actually fucking lied. I was still in high school, and I, w- I went to this radio station. <laughs> I, I fucking lied to the radio station. I allegedly. To- I lied to them and I said, yeah, I had graduated high school and I was looking for a job um, as an intern, as if they would have any intern work. So meaning they're like, I could basically run the mail room or something yeah. like that. And they said, well, we have an op- opening as an operator, Okay, which meant you had to like, an operator is the guy who sits at the fucking console and basically at that point in time, mm-hmm. in the 90s, it was... Is this such a- you push buttons, man. You play the music, you run the commercials, you make sure all the sponsors yeah. are getting their... I thought this was an open gig. Like nowadays, you'd have to you have to be born into this role. Like you'd have to. Yeah. Your dad would have had to be yeah, the operator, for sure. basically. So like I did that, and then so I did that for about two months overnight. But I was still in high school, so I'd work from twelve a.m. till six a.m. Wake up for school, and then I would stay up, and I would go to school at eight thirty. Jeez. And then I would stay up, and then I would go to school till three. And then I would go home and I would nap, wake up, eat dinner, and be at the station for 11 to pull all my pits off the wire. We had a yeah. wire at the time. It was like a fax machine. 
that legit. Yeah, it was like be like. Yeah, I was like one of those. New Ramones. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, fuck, I guess. So I would do that, and then I did that for a little while, and then eventually they put me on air, so I would do graveyards. Okay. So I was still in high school doing graveyards. Were you still 17? Was that early? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I was doing all this shit when I was in high school, so all my friends were going to high school parties, and I was on air. I was on air at night, so they would fucking turn on the radio at their parties or in their vehicles. Shut the fuck up. And they'd be like, yeah, we're going to a party hit, and they'd phone up from a party, and they'd turn on the radio, and they'd be like, hey, man, can you play Billy Joel's Piano Man? Or can you play this Jesus song? Jesus Christ. Can you play song, Led Zeppelin's Black so Dog? So I would do that for them. I would play all this shit, and then we had this phone that was beside the console, and it was called the Bat Phone. And our, our program director, Gavin Tucker, who's the biggest piece of shit in the world. He Allegedly. works for Jack FM right now. He, I think he works in Calgary. He's a, Currently? Yeah, he's, Allegedly. A, he's a fucking weasel, man. Allegedly. Allegedly. If, I, if I met the guy, I would punch him in the throat. Allegedly. I don't hate anyone, but I hated this man. He was the worst boss. You ever seen Swimming with Sharks? Yes. This was him. Wow, really? He was a fucking piece of work. Really? That's yeah. a fucking... Yeah, that's he, a strong he, claim. He, tre- he treated me like a piece of shit. Whew. Yeah, so... Just but, like that, though, because I was like a motherfucker. He was like, a motherfucker. Jesus so, like, Christ. the bat phone would ring. And I'd be like, why the fuck is the phone ringing? And I'd be like, hello. Because it was a phone directly from our program director or our engineer to the fucking... How often? Like, what time of night? I'm talking like 3 a.m. Okay. He'd wake up in the middle of the night to have a piss or fucking do whatever <laughs> he was doing, turn on the radio for a split second and hear me playing Black Dog and phone and be like what the fuck are you doing yeah. playing black dog and be like ah fuck i'm sorry um you know there was a there was a hole in the playlist or you know the cd was skipping so i grabbed a cart from behind me and threw it i yeah. happened to be black dog and he'd be like never let it happen yeah. again your ass is grass we, we don't we don't like led zeppelin in this yeah, goddamn you know, place plus i'm playing like the bible belt right mm-hmm. so you know it's the bible belt it's saskatchewan so there's all these fucking uptight pieces of yeah. shit who can't fucking handle anything other than... It's like, you know, Kim Mitchell's Patio Lanterns is about as crazy as... Patio Lanterns. Nice wait, wait, wait. It's, it's a, a lovely song. Should we do it at the beginning? Like, <laughs> Those Patio Lanterns are <laughs> Yeah, so he's... But yeah, that was, that, was, that was the start of it. That was the start of it for me, was working in radio. Well, I was still in high school. And then one day, they pulled me into the office, and the fucking program director hold, held up the paper, and it said graduating high school class and my fucking picture was in it and they said you didn't you're still in high school oh shit and i was like yep sorry i was like what's up am i fired you know because i'm ready to just tell these guys fuck you fuck you you know Mm -hmm. am i fired i'm just like you're cool if i'm fired tell me i'm fired yeah and they said so you lied to us and i said yeah I, I lied to you and i'm sorry but Mm -hmm. i really wanted the job i really wanted to be in radio my heroes were in radio Cyanite, yeah. Wolfman Jack, mm-hmm. all these guys, they're legends. I wanted to be in radio. And they said, so you lied to us. And I said, yeah. And they said, well, that's a pretty good lie. So they, wow. they kept me on. Wow. <laughs> they kept me on. And wow. they, started, yeah, they were like, they started calling me Peter Parker. No shit. <laughs> so oh, like, okay. so, really? Yeah, they started calling me Peter Parker. Fucking alt, alt ego <laughs> yeah. fucking for real. So it was really funny. But I ended up getting fired from them because I used to steal the, the Country 800 van. Cause we Allegedly. St- we, turned into a, uh, <laughs> we turned into a country station. Mm. And uh, we had a, uh, a radio station van. And I used to jack the van every night that I wasn't working. So I would go up into the newsroom, and I'd take the keys to the van. I'd go up and take all my buddies, throw them in the fucking van. We'd drink and drive all night. 
cops Allegedly. would see the see the van, the radio station van. But I loved it. And they would just pull up. I'd be up at the red light. Oops, sorry, I hit the thing again. That's good. And I'd be, I'd like be like, hey, "What's up, dudes?" And they'd be like, "Oh, it's Troy. He's coming off some remote from Swift Current yeah, or right. Regina or something like that." Yeah. And all the, I'd be, all the other dudes would be laying on the floor, like drinking Banged their out. beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to be the safe guy to go pick up drugs. Booze, chicks, <laughs> take people from party to party. What yeah. was the uh, station ID? Go ahead. Um, hang on, it was like a. Uh, it was it was this. It was like continuous country country eight hundred, where we tell you the name of the song after no, where we tell you the name of the artist after every song. Here's another country six pack. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Here's another country oh, six pack. Tammy Winnetter. Six in a like, row. It's like, this is a continuous and then country. It was we continuous put country. Country 800. Yeah. 800. <laughs> we put the cunt in country yeah. or some shit. We, we're taking the O to the country and putting the dick back in Dixie. God damn. <laughs> Dude, I got to say, I that, like that was more entertaining than I thought it would be. That was really fucking good. That what really what good. the fuck is that supposed was to be? Yeah, that's pretty rude, actually. What say? We're trying to say it's not supposed to be fucking good. I'm like, dude, Troy, just, just trying to trying to assess the situation. You're now the it's weird. Now you're it's the, weird. You're the one trying to say it's not good. I'm like, dude, you're the fucking one who said. Right. Actually, right. check it out. Um, I have an idea. Uh, what do we have for runtime right now? A little bit. Good. Good. Eh? We're gonna roll. Because I have a lot of questions. If you're good, I'm not keeping you, am I? No, man. I just think we only have four beer left, and I'm pretty thirsty. Four beer, and there's three of us. Yeah. That's a danger zone. Uh, Panic line. Uh, He's rocking. Yep. Yep. Pass one to Seymour right there. Um, that <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. So, I have a question. Um, after you started playing bass... After that, that fateful uh, van ride where you chatted yeah. and, and got put into it, did you like suddenly start looking to existing bass players as like idols, or or was it like hey, not really? You, no. you also fell into it essentially. No, you said not really. No, really. Like what happened there? Ah, just wanted to uh, be part of something cool, <clears throat> and di- I didn't really care what yeah. instrument I played or anything like that. But it was more about uh, being in a band that was. Uh, Full of people I could identify with. Mm. Yeah, so it wasn't so. like, oh, Jason Newstead, Twiggy Ramirez. Well, it was. Well, at the time, like... at the time, I, I because I had started playing bass, I identified with two players, and that was Cliff Burton and Steve Harris of Iron Maiden. So right. Cliff Burton of Metallica, Steve Harris, and Cliff Burton, motherfucker. Yeah, Cliff Burton of Metallica, and uh, and that was because I didn't have a pick because there was no guitar stores where I lived. So they were like, well, you're going to play with your fingers. Yeah. So these guys play with their fingers. And then after that, it was uh, The Descendants. It was Carl. So wait a minute. You, you didn't... You, oh wait, you were already playing with your fingers because they played with their fingers. I played with my fingers because I didn't own a guitar pick. Okay. Do you currently play with your fingers? Yeah. For real, Mackenzie? Yeah, I, I well, never... you've been asked play. before to like, if, can you play with a pick? Yeah, I have been asked before to play with a pick, and I never have done it. Um. People that are at home right now that don't play an instrument like this, uh, it's like it's a significant uh, difference in terms of playing. It's like it's like being ambidextrous, essentially, right? Like if you, I don't know, I don't know, I wouldn't know. I can't really say. Like I just can't play with a pick. You know, my mm. one of my favorite songwriters is Didi Ramon, and he played with a pick. But I just don't play with a pick. I play it's with my weird, fingers, right? and it's because I've done that all the time. And 
People don't understand though. Like, I even play guitar with my fingers, so I don't even play. I, like I just don't use picks at, ever, ever. Okay, so people that are listening right now, I need to explain how significant that is because the the idea, like, okay, if you look at the gauge of a of a bass string, um, playing that with your fingers, substantial. Yeah, if you, if you don't have the calluses built up or just any kind of Wherefall, you get some pretty good scars. Yup, it'll fuck you up big yeah. time because, like, we're talking about like basically playing with power lines. Essentially, like yeah. it's it's very thick cable, and you're playing you're playing consistently, especially at a punk level. Like, like this isn't Mumford and Sons. You're not fucking like do do do. Never heard of her. Do do do. Exactly. <laughs> How dare you? How the dare you? shade. The shade. No, I've heard of them. Troy, you're, you're, like, Troy's like, actually, I have heard of them, but just. Uh, I couldn't name the song. Was it? I will, will wait, wait, I will, will wait for you. That's a good song. There's nothing on <laughs> Fuck the Real Mackenzie's. Anyway. Yeah, well, anyway. That's a great song, at least, John. Yeah. In case you didn't know. Hey, music is good. It is fucking good. Yeah, like, I don't have to. I, I should have to explain that. Wait, at this point, if Produ- I was like, producers hammered. Way, yeah, like the producers oh. hammered, man. Yeah, like at this at this point, if I was like, by the way, uh, Real Mackenzie's, you should probably check it out. Everyone's like, really at this point? Like, Whoa. like if you're not convinced at this point, go fuck yourself. Like, it's pretty fucking great music. You should check it out. I like uh, what was the song you mentioned. Uh, Fuck the Real Mackenzie's? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was just, I like that. The, I like the switch that. Switch up on that. I like that. Spoiler song. alert, but like the fact that it's presented initially as like, fuck the Real Mackenzie's, fuck, fuck the, uh, the Pogues, uh, fuck the Mahones, uh, fuck the Mahones, fuck, like, Flog and Molly. Fuck, 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 Flog and Molly. All the like the godfathers of Celtic music. And then like it slowly switches from like, because it, it seems very much like, Fuck them. And then it slowly turns into like, <laughs> yes, fuck them every day. If you see them, fuck them. Do whatever you can. Yeah. Fuck them. And you're just like, oh, this is like a very fucking awesome song. I love that, man. That's yeah. so good. Well, a great the, song, the song dude. is supposed to be a term of endearment towards the whole genre of music of and course. the people yeah, and the people who have helped build it. And now the problem that when we were when we were doing the demos for this, it's actually a super funny story because what's up, what's up? Because when when we were doing this last record, we didn't even have, I wasn't even sure if we had a record deal, because Rats in the Burlap didn't really sit well in the laps of mm. the label. It didn't really sit well with me. Either. We're talking about Fat Wreck. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't really enjoy the the record. I was the bass player, and I but wrote you were some, playing it. I wrote some songs and I played on it, but I didn't enjoy the record. Now that's not to say that a lot of fans don't, because it does sell really well. But for your own personal taste. But for my own personal taste, That's the, whole, not the whole it's more about the experience that I had making yeah. the record. The experience that I had making the record wasn't the best one because we weren't prepared. We went went through the band was going through a whole lot of turmoil. There was members dropping. There was inner like <clears throat> problems. Like we were band, talking earlier, it's band like, members were having problems. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know our piper had, hit, had been hit by a car, what? and so he had been hit by a previous car. piper, not current piper. Right? The piper at the time. Yeah. He was hit by a car that was doing like 100K. Holy and he is, shit. Uh, was, was lucky to be alive. You know, he had suffered no brain injury or spinal injury, but it took him a year to recover. Every bone in his body was broken except for his Jesus skull and his back. Jesus we Christ. had, you know, our, our other guitar player had some issues going on at home. Everyone was going through this transitional thing in their life. And so your memories we had, of, we, of that we, are like we not had, Yeah, not good. We had canceled recording the yeah. album twice. 
wow. So and we were in so San Francisco like at Mike's studio. So Mike was yeah. like, yeah, okay, you guys are recording at Motor. And we had canceled twice. And it was unfortunate, but it was just life. It was the cars that we were dealt at the time. So the, when the third time came around that we had to record, we realized quickly that, you know, the last year had been so crazy that we didn't really have material enough to make a record, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is no big surprise for the real Mackenzies because th- quite often they would go to down and record a record with Fat and it wasn't quite done yet. Mm. And then Mike would produce it and it would be done because Mike's job Mike's as a producer would he tie up all the loose ends. I honestly salute Mike on so many fucking levels. Absolutely. Specifically, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A lot he's, of turnover he's, he's dealing with is like significant, especially with players. But like suddenly... You find you personally reach out to Dan, right? No, we've had Dan on the show before, Dan Garrison. Yeah. We're talking about Dan Garrison. Uh, Dan Garrison of the core. And you reach out to him. And he, as he stated on this show before. Well, this, this is years later. This, that this that was years, years after. So like, this is so years like, after I, that. You yeah. did, sorry, you did that album, and you guys toured that album, the balls off that yeah. album, right? And uh, too, too much, too, like fans love, fans love what they love, and essentially, yeah. but your personal experience for you, like, it wasn't the greatest experience for you, right? Well, there were, there were high points and low points. Everything has peaks and valleys. I could, mm-hmm. I can tell you some amazing high points and some of the, tell, like, me, tell me one right now. Um, writing, writing music with Fat Mike. You know what I mean? Like, it was, I mean, it how, was, how it could was that not be cool. a high point? It was me, cool. it was me, Mike, and our drummer in a room, and we wrote a song called Midnight Train in Moscow, which is on Rats. Fucking we, great we, song. And, I, I was there while Mike orchestrated that whole thing, and it was awesome. And wow. then so also he, he masterminded that whole record, that that, that part. He that, master that song. That he song. masterminded he, that he, song. He yeah, that. and then like hanging out with like Little Joe from Lagwagon, who used to be the bass yeah. player in uh, the Real Mackenzies. He came in. He wrote a couple songs for the Real Mackenzies, wow. lyrics and music. And I got to hang out with him, and he was talking like we were hanging out writing uh, Yes or No. Yeah. which is on Rats, and he, we went over the music together, and he, I remember in the middle of it, he was like, oh, man, I'm going to take a break. You want to have a beer? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, do you want to listen to the rough mixes for uh, for Hang? Like the new <laughs> lag wagon album. I was like, whoa, <laughs> fuck, dude. Ugh. Yeah, change your whole fucking yeah, vision okay, for a man. second. You're like, actually, Shit yes. I'll do that. Yeah. You're like, look, I don't want to brag, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so those are high points. The low points were... Just like the way the whole album was put together, lack of preparation and lack of commitment from certain members. And, you know, the drugs and alcohol really seemed to inhibit some of the creative process at that point. It was, and we had a tour of South America booked and we couldn't do it because we didn't finish making the record and we had a due date for the album. And it was so, there was a lot of things that weren't cool that, mm-hmm. that happened, but there was a lot of stuff good like that, that came out of it. Stuff like that happens. Uh, like specifically referring to the the South America tour because it's like it's already booked and then it doesn't go through and you feel like ah we're like letting people down right but like the reality is like shit wasn't ready like shit wasn't yeah ready we to had go. to we had to finish the record we had a due date for the record and there was a lot of money and a lot of people hinging like the amount of effort that goes into putting out a record on any level mm-hmm. you know what I mean it doesn't matter like any and I mean we're not rock stars we don't sell hundreds of thousands of albums no I, I but no but I like, mean even it's consistent like, like people that show up it's consistent, consistent and there's tours there's tours and promotion we have that are all like like it, earlier it all, tonight, it all comes down to like a, a point yeah like just to be clear like earlier tonight our bartender who serves us every week and our good friend 
wanted a photo with you. Like it's like that kind of thing. Like it's that kind of fucking consistency where you're just like, oh, okay. Like this is a fucking thing. Like it's it's not mm-hmm. like you know like we're not talking about like a fly by night thing. This is like no, a you have to like a, like a, when you finish by the time you're finishing that record, there's another European tour being booked, and yes. it takes six months to book that tour, and we start in May or June. And, you know, it's October, so that tour is being booked as the fucking yeah. tour that's going to promote this new yeah. album, and you're making it still. So what if it doesn't happen? Yeah. But that's how... It's a very narrow that's window. That's how we were rolling at that yeah. point in time. We were just like, okay, this has to happen because we needed to tour. We we needed, and we needed to totally earn money. It. We needed to make a living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't have a record, then we feel like you... What you, yeah. We're not going to tour on a back catalog. No, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, and yeah, you can. We could have realistically. So many bands have been doing so well with that recently. You but can, like, and it's no could. no problem with that. But but like you guys are fucking. You guys are current. You're rare. You're, you put you're out a new record. You're going to do better. Yeah. If you tour on of back course. catalog, unless you're like, there's bands who can do that successfully. Mm. Real Mackenzies are not that band. Mm. We're not that popular. We're yeah, not yeah, that yeah, big. Yeah. Where we can just sit on our back catalog. Other bands can yeah, if relevant. you have the power to do that, good for you. But we didn't, and mm-hmm. we we don't. So we have to have something new. We need a platform, and we need a campaign. That's a really relevant and real, um, like, like very, like it's a good approach because I feel like a lot of bands would say they do have the back catalog, they do have the tenure. They do have this. Stuff. Well, twenty five years, I would still say we don't have the. Real, we but can't that's do that. crazy that you would say that because, like, I think bands are like half that ten. Yeah, we probably fucking say they have a tenth it. of that. Would yeah. say like, hey, we got the move, and they're yeah. probably right. But I think that's very honest and interesting that you would say that. I would say even like this. I'd say probably more relevant is the fact that you guys are, like we talked about earlier, like a franchise team. There's the core, and then there's the the players that come in and rotate based on their availability. But yourself, you've proven yourself to be part of this core. Well, we have, I, I, before before you go on, I want to say that, that we do have the band. And this new record, yeah, of course, we do, no, have, we do, have, we do have the band. We have had a lot of members change. Absolutely. But this, I would like to say, like, on the new record, like on, on Two Devils, we do have the band. And and it's two devils everyone, will talk. Everyone's go- everywhere, right? Yeah, now. <laughs> everyone's goal is to keep the band together. So as long as the people are willing to play and adhere to, yeah. you know, the basic, the fucking basic the rules tenets, of, of yeah. playing in the wear a goddamn kilt, you fucks. Yeah, wear a kilt and don't fuck up any relationships that we already have on yeah. the road. Okay, pretty and simple. Right. Yeah, it's but very you'd simple. be surprised. <laughs> you yeah. would be very yeah. fucking surprised. You know what? <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Sure, like obviously I got left with the group and everything like that. But the reason I say that it's like a sports franchise is just because like like the turnover is almost like a part of the group in that like you guys are very consistent right now. I definitely agree to that. Would you would you say that like this current release, Two Devils Will Talk, is like the most significant you guys release you guys have had in a long time? Like I, I think this has made the most waves I've heard about in yeah, the last well, like I ten can't, years. I like, can't easily. say. I know that this new album has done really well and but it's it's my favorite, but mm. as a fan, my favorite was Off the Leash and Ten Thousand Shots. Those are the two best Fuck albums. Yeah. Dude, those are, but, dude, dude, by the way, Seamrod, if you've never heard Ten Thousand Shots, it's one of the fucking dopest records. Yeah, you it's do. an amazing. Seriously, those two albums are. I love are, the name already. Have you never heard that record? No, it's fucking great. It's it, so good. The, yeah. the, those are uh, those are really really great <laughs> albums. But the, this record, Two Devils Will Talk, 
is an amazing, amazing record. And Dan Garrison from the core, the guy Dan who Garrison, I, friend of the show, fucking love the guy. Yeah, he absolutely. he did a great job of like pretty much saving the McKenzie's because before he before he jumped no, in, we, we had not a lot of good material, and it was pretty hodgepodge. And I wasn't stoked. Mm. When you when you hear stuff that you're not excited about, do you, are you vocal about it? Do oh you yeah. Say, do you say like? Uh, you know what, guys? I'm, no, not, I'm not artistically interested in this. I wouldn't even be that polite. Wow. I would what just would say, say? I would just say no. Just no. Just no. Maybe maybe this. not. Maybe we can, do, we can do better. Or let's sounds... move on and find something else. But I mean, like, it, right away, you know right away. Like That's very interesting. You, you would know right away. You would, you'll know right away if something doesn't work. And on Two Devils Will Talk, we didn't really have that problem mm-hmm. because Dan was just fucking writing Dan hit after it. hit. Yeah. Dan just seems very raw. But, yeah. He's, he's, he seems like Dan's writing. Like, when I listen to the core and I listen to, like, A Killing Joke. Okay, and I listened to that song. I recently learned that on piano. He told me the chord structure, and I learned how to play it on the piano. And I, I listened to that chord structure and, and the way he played and the, his lyrics and the way that comes into it. And I, I think about Dan, and I go, I was like, I was like, what the fuck happened here? Because this is like this is like a, a fucking classic, like right away, that kind of sound. And then I listened to this album. Two devils will talk. Sounds like. Like you guys took steroids or some shit like that. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's what it's that's, like. That's what and happened. Dan, right? Dan is the fucking steroids. Is what I'm trying well, to say. Like, Dan, when we when so we got crazy. together, when I asked Dan if he could write for this record, he was like, "What are we gonna do? What do you want?" And I told him. I love that he even asked. Well, that's so good. I right? hired him. He did. <laughs> I know, right? I, he was like, brand yeah. new. Like he, he was very. He, told he was me. totally green. He's like, "What do we do?" And yeah. I'm like, I I told him exactly. I said, "If you can do it, because I can't. I'm not a songwriter." You know, I can write a song. I have a song on every record, mm-hmm. or I have a song like. Yeah. But it's like, earlier, but yeah. I'm not a fucking songwriter. Songwriting is hard. I'm not a great songwriter, and but like Dan, an album though is like yeah. Dan is a songwriter, and I I said I just want a fucking album that Fat Mike will like. I want an album that Fat <laughs> Records will like. I Seriously, want because yeah, yeah, yeah. you were coming in with, like we just talked about with the previous album where you're like, I'll fucking tour this record. I'll play it, but I'm not. Totally comfortable, and I wrote material. I wrote songs on, yeah, right. on Two Devils which or is, on on Rats. I wrote music yes. on there, and I I which was trying, yeah, I like, was there for the whole process. But I was I walked away influence. from it saying like, it's not my favorite Mackenzie's record, and but this one Two Devils is. Mm. Yep. But I remember t- saying to Dan, I'm like, I can't have another Rats. I want mm. I want that album that's like off the leash and Ten Thousand mm. Shots. Like Dude. get back to that sound and all that stuff. But Check I mean, this like, out. And he just said. Yeah, okay, I can do that. So, I, <laughs> so he was just so nonchalant. And so yeah, like, we, I would go over so to his dead. house. Honest to God, I would go over to his place at 11 in the morning. This isn't even a fucking joke. I would go over to his place at 11 in the morning. I'd go over with a dozen Hales. Iced tea vodka. Like, it's actually, he showed up the day we did the show. The Hales, he, probably. He was like, yo, I've been drinking <laughs> Hales all Hales. day, bro. And I was like... Dude, he's like, yeah, Hey Al's and R- and A and W root beer. I'm like, why are you even <laughs> drinking that? What a yeah. minging fucking. Well, we would combo. hang out in the living room and he'd be like, Hey, I got this riff. Ding 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 ding. He'd be playing the song and we'd just be like, fucking, oh my god, that's so amazing. Yeah. So we would we would work on it. He would he would record it, do the vocals. Demos I would listen shit. to. Yeah. He, we would talk about. It. We would just I would we would hang out all day. We would do this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was largely Dan doing it. My creative. Input was you minimal brought, or you nothing. Brought into, you brought him into this whole situation. But I was just though. hanging yeah. out and I'm watching him, that, watching him build the record. And he's like, you want to lay down some bass? And I was kind of like, 
I don't I don't know if I can right now. I'm, I don't like, know. Do you, I don't know. Te- do you want to teach me the chord? Progression? Yeah, really. And that's sort of how it went. And then, so we did we did all these demos and we hung out. We drank all day. We, we had a lot of fun, and we ended up Dan ended up coming up with ten of the songs on a fourteen song record. God damn, that's fucking crazy, ten of them. dude. Yeah, and uh, you, we didn't. Guys. Even, but we didn't even have. I was afraid we didn't even have a record deal at that point in time, because valid fear because. Rats sat so low, I think, mm-hmm. in like everyone at the label was just sort of like, you I, could tell. I know the feeling you're describing. You're, yeah. you're like, I know we're in, but I'm very curious about presenting the next material because I feel like it could be a it note had to based be good. on the previous and All material. the old school right. is gone. So, Mike right. at the label, like everyone at the label were, were like, oh, so we have just Paul is left. And Paul so was like, who's, and Paul it. isn't yeah. really contributing to the record on this, on this album. So what do we do, you know? And I remember I didn't, I was, the band was hinging on like maybe not having a fat deal. And I didn't tell anyone. I was just like, yeah, everything's going according to plan. Everything's going cool. You guys just fucking. What else can you do at that point? We're going to be on the level. You guys all, everyone's like, yeah, we're on fat. I'm like, oh man, you fucks. TBD. All these guys. (laughs) TBD. And then then our manager, Matt, he, he calls me one morning. I'm walking downtown to do something. So it's a sunny day. I'm walking with my coffee over the bridge, over the Granville Street Bridge. My phone rings. And then it's our manager, Matt Collier at Stomp Unilever Group. And he's like, yeah, Troy, you know, I just got this. I just got a message back from Mike at Fat. You know, and he's he's happy. And I was like, really? What did you get? What did you get? He's like, well, I got an email and it reads and he's reading the email to me. He's like, yeah, who wrote this record? It's shit. Just kidding. Good work, JK. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck. And he's like, you guys are good to go, man. You're gonna have a record yeah. on fat. You're you're gonna stay on fat. And we were we really wanted to stay on fat. Of course. But we didn't know if we could do it without Mike. I don't because even know. Because Mike was instrumental in so many records. Yeah. Because you know the band well, really we were just re- talking about that record before. Yeah, right? they, we so, relied on him. Yeah, like his his influence is obviously instrumental, but like the idea we were just talking about earlier, like okay, like let's get real for a second. Where, like, fucking Fat Rack is like, like, top tier. It's 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 fun. one of the best punk labels in the world. I don't even know if there's like a better currently. I don't know if there's a, a better punk label you can be a part of. It's very so, yeah yeah. So the idea that like we're on Fat Rack, we're on Fat Rack, da da da, and and you're like, Jesus, I fucking hope so. Like the going into it, right? Yeah. And, and then you get this call that's like, not only are we on. But we're like, this is yeah. like the fucking, this is the future. Like we're doing well, this shit. Well, yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah. it's cool. You're still on the label. Like, I don't think Matt's. I don't think uh, Mike. Well, or my, sorry, my manager is Matt. I don't think Mike. Sorry, yeah. I don't think Mike has actually fired guys from the. I don't know. I, I don't know the history, but I f- we were on very thin ice because we made a bad record. I don't doubt it. I I, I know what you're and talking about. I felt like it too because it was just such a loose record. But when. And then I saw him after the album was released, and I was doing a tour with the Isotopes. We were out with Face to Face and Chicks Dig It. By the way, and my, I don't know if G Tones expressed this to you, but Face to Face is like pretty much his fucking inspiration. Such a great life. band. Yes. Nice guys, too. Him and Ryan Ruin, actually, in their old group, yeah. Well, sh- they have Shiftlet in the band. That's right. As a ah! bass, he's a guy's a monster. Dude! One of the Shiftlets. Fucking Face to Face. Yeah. Paul Lair. But, you know. Chicks Dig It, by the way. Shout out to them. Shout out to shit. Always. Always. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, go ahead. You're saying, I, I can't remember what the fuck Dude, I was talking I, about. I guess you're basically just telling me how much of a god you are when it comes to Yeah, no, fun. I'm not sucking my own dick. I think I was Dude, I was stroking other people's egos. I, yeah, you're like, look. I'm not talking about me. I was talking about other people. <laughs> you're like, Dude, I'm a fucking god. But here's some <laughs> yeah, other, here's some no. other dicks you should suck. God damn it. No, that's not what happened. I was I was talking about the, inter, like, the people other li- people involved. People are sitting right now, they're like, how dare you say that? Oh, right. <laughs> how dare you say that he's the kind no, of god? No, 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 no. Actually, the, uh, I gotta take a ming and piss. Card? The same I do. Card? I do. Why? What's going on? So I can copy it over. It's not recording. It is. It has been. Yeah. Are we not recording? No, it has been. Jesus, you just scared the shit out of me. We're sitting here, fucking. No, we're good. Me and T Roy over here. We're saying, can I copy it over? I, well, it's not ready yet. We gotta get another six pack. I'm gonna take a piss. I'll be right back. I can say this right now. This is a very special moment. In the 151 episodes we've ever done, I've only left ever once during the show. So this is for you. Number two. All right. Number two. All right. And number six pack. We got to get six my pack. Pants. Scott again. God, this is aggressive. I don't even know if I can. Oh, wait. This does. Oh, I'm totally going to go to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> I have a gym at two. Jim, you have Jim? What are you from, uh, Jim, like, Jim 1997? Jim at you? You got Jim? two. <laughs> That's the name of the new Mackenzie's back here. Jim at two. I gotta wake up early tomorrow. Like, Jim at two? Dude, you know what? Hey, guys, I got Jim. Okay, I got so Jim. I'm, I'm about I got to, Jim. I'm about to let you in on a fucking secret about punk rockers. <laughs> Record. We're gonna go. Hold on, wait, wait. It's recording. Is it? It's been recording. It's been recording. Like oh, no, whether you like. We were talking so much shit. <laughs> All I did was shit talk Seymour for ten minutes. As you should. Wait, Whatever. can I just say everything we just said though is recorded? Isn't that funny? What were we talking the about? Fucking, the, well, like, weren't you talking yeah, about? Oh, you, right, your, your your handsome face. You're looking uh, like you're shit. My medium handsome, very very subjective. Six out face. of ten head. Yeah, everyone's everyone's like, dude, dude, you're looking like a six. I'm like, great. They're like, out of six. I'm like, yeah. oh, I know that's my. Nice, I love that nice. line. I love that line. <laughs> Thank you, Seymour, for running to get this liquor and providing us that line. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I thought you were only get a six pack, but you got a does. Well, it's going on for does-y. a while. People it's seem does-y. a tiny bit thirsty. Oh. Can I just say this right now? Um, nope. No, this is easily one of our longest running podcasts, and the reason I say that is because. Like length is very obvious, but I want it to be this long because it's so interesting to me. And I I think this is a long time coming. And we honestly, we've been kind of fucking the fans a little bit recently with, in terms of like the audio video issues we had this past month are fucked up. We've only had one episode in three weeks and then another one in two weeks. It's like, well, you know what? You've come a long way because the last episode I saw of you guys, it was a fucking, it was like someone doing sign language and a guy with the etch a sketch. And they're shaking it. I can fucking draw pictures and shit. So you've come a long way. Yeah, and you're this, doing really well. Good yeah, point. Good I gotta point. be honest with you. Thank you for watching us through our <laughs> Jurassic period. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, actually, it was the uh, Triassic. And uh... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Seriously though, have you ever actually watched the show? This show? Yeah. Yeah, I watched. Uh, well, I had to watch the Evan October. Had episode. to, had to, and uh, F- yeah. uh, band, I watched, band uh, etiquette. I watched Dan Garrison do his episode too. 
It just popped up on a news. Just to make sure he was it. accurate in all the things he was saying. He was like, Not basically, sure. I am real McKenzie's. Everyone knows it. <laughs> I'm Danny Bull McKenzie. <laughs> yeah, Dan McKenzie. What's up, bro? It was good. He was I'm good. Like, oh, it was good. That's a very interesting position you're taking, Mr. Daniel. Dan oh. Garrison is wonderful, by the way. Oh, he's a fucking beauty. Yeah. We love that guy. Uh, They're recording a record right now tonight. Nice. Actually, right now at uh, Greenhouse, right? Yeah. With our homeboys, actually, I'm pretty sure. Uh, can I ask you something? Can I no. ask your opinion? Yes. What's up? What are you doing? Can I grab oh, one you want a drink? drink? Oh, one. of that you personally brought? No problem. Um, can I ask you a question on a, on, on a recent reunion? Thank you. That happened in the city? A I reunion? Think, I, I, think you'd, uh, I think you'd have interest in. What reunion? Uh, uh, you, you've obviously heard that Dagger Mouth has uh, oh, yeah, reunited. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, do, you, do you have any uh, thoughts or feelings on Dagger Mouth that you could pass along? To, I just, can't like, wait for Daggermouth and the McKenzie's to do a show together. Really? Because like, I love that band. They're I, fucking awesome. I've been thinking of it for a while. We, we've, yeah. had, we've had Kenny Lush on the show before. And Kenny's I, great. I know Steve is awesome. Just, just very the fun. Scene. Yeah, like, a very fun show. I know a lot of the guys. Uh, just, I would love just to. It, I would love to do a tour with Daggermouth. I would wow, love to. I would fuck. love to do something where we could hang out. I, I love those guys. It's a good, it's such a great band. They're about to go do Japan or. Some I know shit, they're right? in Japan right now. Yeah, I'm keeping yeah. track on them. I saw Ken. I saw Ken the other night. He was he works door at the rickshaw. Which is, I love that he's still. Yeah. And like I'm like by the way you're Kenny Lush by the way like like you know I yeah. just love that he does it like yeah. it's so fucking good. Well, I was I went to see uh, Vicious Cycles and Territories at SBC the other night. Territories. That's a great band name, by the way. Territories are great. It's the old Knucklehead Boys. Nice. I don't. I don't know that. It's the old Knucklehead like band. band. It's a great fucking the, group. Man. The Territories were playing there, and and uh, Vicious Cycles were doing their ten year anniversary recently, and Rob, the bassist from uh, um, Vicious Cycles, is the real Mackenzie's agent in North mm. in Holy Canada. Shit. So, so okay. He, he's, <laughs> so like I'm going out to support him, and you know, hang out and. See the territories who used to be knuckleheads. So there's guys who I, so it was a really kind of a special event with you know not just ten year anniversary friends blah, blah blah. There was tons of people at SBC. It was so fun, and I was floor licking pissed running down Hastings Street. And there's, allegedly, and there, allegedly, and there's Kenny's doing Can door re- at the rickshaw, and I'm just like. Hey Kenny, when are we gonna go to the gym together, man? Because was, was like, yeah. he's a wrestler, right? Everyone knows Kenny Lush. Can the we wrestler. just rewind that real quick? <laughs> Floor licking pissed. <laughs> FLP. FLP. Yeah, this yeah. Year, you're, you're, yo, Kenny Lush. When are we gonna train oh, together? Dude, that was FLP, man. Mm. Floor licking piss. See, I can't Pliss. even say it, man. Pliss. It's not worth saying. So the other, the other one is slut fucking drunk. I'm you can, you can be one of the drunk. two. You can be floor licking piss. The next worst is slut fucking drunk. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Now you know how to uh, associate your life with everything. I hope yeah. I'm not. I hope I'm not like looked frowned upon for saying. No, that's the, the most offensive thing. Can I be honest? Said. This show is pretty fucking liberal minded, but it's also very open minded. It's, yeah, it's not just like. Oh, I was kidding. I don't really care yeah. if people judge me for that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's I was like, just saying, I was saying that. It's like, like a, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said slut. Troy, did you just did you I just did. slut shame a person who wants to have fun at your show? How I dare did. You? How dare you? We should we should boycott every Royal Mackenzie show 
Yeah. You should. You should. It would probably do us better. <laughs> Less people. That means there'd be more room to breathe. I can get to the green room easier. I can get to the fucking merch table so I can get some fucking this money is, so I can buy some coke. This I'd is like some breathing room. Like, this is how. How can I get it. to the merch table to talk to my TM to buy a blow if there's this many yes. people in the venue? This is how Allegedly. you handle it. Allegedly. This this is, this is how you handle it. Everyone that tries to fucking make it a big thing, like where they're like. Oh, I'm so sorry. I never meant to offend anyone. Dude, you're just empowering the cunts out there. Everyone, what you should do is exactly what Troy just did, <laughs> even jokingly, where you're just like, actually, I don't give a fuck. It gives me way more room to operate, and there's way better people. As long there. as we get the same guarantees, mm-hmm. yeah, and the, and, the same, and the same sponsorship, as long as I get my Vans, my Converse, just burn the city, my Budweiser, <laughs> my Labatt's, my Molson Canadian. Um, how many how many beers uh, do you get in your rider? I don't know. How many beers? Sounded do you like you just had. So, about quick three question or four. though. So, do you uh, like? We don't get a lot of, of sponsors. We don't. We don't get a lot of. We don't. We, we're not sponsored by anyone. I was totally making okay. a joke when I said. Yeah, that. yeah, I understand that. But do you <laughs> have you ever been sponsored in that way? The McKenzie's like, did a Kokanee commercial long before I was in the band. Way back okay. when, back in the nineties, nineties, right? Ninety four. Yeah. So you've never had like actually a check this out. Deal. Did you know no. that we've you had mean, we've had people give us stuff like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But it was it so was what's the okay so. Wait a minute. To double down on that, what's the best thing you've ever had in response to like a deal where you're like, okay, that's sweet, and you just get a, yeah. a thing that you didn't have before? Syphilis. Syphilis. <laughs> Without a doubt. It ruins your mind and kills you. Uh, did you know that actually... It wasn't neurosyphilis. No. Didn't even I nipped it, it. I nipped no. it in the so butt before funny. it became neurosyphilis. So. No. It's not Nero's. Let's no. get serious. <laughs> it, was, it was just a drip. <laughs> just a drip. Was it it could have been chlamydia. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Back up. Was it a bad question or you just don't have an answer? That's a bad question. Oh, no. Um, it's a bad no, it was question. A great, no, it was a great you. question. I just came up with a better answer. Yeah, I know. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got, I got one. I got one. Uh, it's not even really a question, but it's more of a destroying a C-mart. Um, Chris Martin, I can't believe you asked that question. That's all. From the cool. Coldplay? What are you talking about? Yes. You, Chris Martin. Martin from Wait, that did that you bad? not know that C Mart stands for Chris Martin? What? Chris Martin. No. Right here. Chris Martin did. over here. Is that your name, Chris Martin? Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. Oh, well. I, what do you mean, unfortunately? That's badass. No, it's cool it's, because uh, now I hold uh, high regard for that name again. Yeah. Well, yeah. TBD. You hear that? Uh. You just redeemed <laughs> <laughs> You redeemed that name, bro. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but fair enough. I was going to say, did you know that uh, the real Mackenzie's uh, Auld Lang Syne version is used as Kevin Smith's? Yeah. Every year. Yeah, every fucking year. That. So check this out. The reality, yeah. like if you look at the behind the scenes on this real story. Real Mackenzie's. The reality story on that is that uh, the, one of the longest running podcasts ever in Kevin Smith. Like Kevin Smith was doing it like in 2007, like yeah. 10 years ago. Before iTunes even had a fucking grasp on the market or anything. So you have a guy who's been doing the podcast forever. Every time they do their New Year's wrap-up show, they use the real Mackenzie's all Lane Zine version. Isn't that Ooh. fucking crazy? That's, it, like, that's a long-running tradition, man. And, and uh, my friend, my friend Josh in Los Angeles, who lives in Hollywood, uh, last year sent me a message, and he was like, hey, it's Josh, and uh, I'm a producer <laughs> for Kevin Smith. Yeah. And I, I'm in the film industry, and I, I'm a producer. I work at you know the comedy store. I work at these sure, yuck yucks, yeah. or whatever. 
he, he just the like, comedy he, store, not not a big. He was he was telling might not have been the comedy store. I'm not sure. Doesn't but he, matter. He was working on Hollywood Strip at all all these places. I'm being facetious, obviously. It's yeah, a yeah. Comedy store. <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. And so he was Most like, like... Uh, he was like, yeah, man, I'm a fan of the McKenzies. I just wanted to drop you a line and let you know that we still use your song at New Year's, and we just wanted to let you know we're wishing the real McKenzies a happy New Year. And so I just sent him a message back because I handle all the Facebook garbage, yeah. mm, mm. all that social media shit the best that I can. Um, and, I, and I was like, yeah, that's really cool. We're going to be out there for punk, for punk rock bowling. <laughs> Which so, is actually, I love see, this already. See where you laugh, but like punk, no. punk rock bowling is one of the biggest fucking events yeah. you can yeah. do. There's only like lot, the Vegas I'm just one. Saying, like, yeah, we're going to be out in Vegas for punk rock Vegas bowling. Vegas is like wonderful. The, I think Vegas anyway. is the biggest one, right? Uh, I, didn't oh, yeah. that, I didn't mean that in a... Well, there's... I'm I guess pretty there's ba- sure you Vegas. Meant that. There's the there's the East Coast one too, which is relatively new. But I don't I don't know. I can't speak for it. I've never Vegas been there is the first one I ever heard about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was telling Josh, yeah, we're gonna book a small California tour. That's the plan. We're gonna do that, and then we're gonna head out to Nevada, and we're gonna do this thing. You know, we typically play the Viper Room when we're in Hollywood. If of you're course. close, why don't yeah. you come out and hang out mm. with us? And he said, yeah, absolutely. I would love to come out and see you guys. And I, I was like, cool. You know, bring everyone, bring Kevin, bring whoever you want. Just come out and hang out. Thank you for playing our music. We'd like to see you. And so Scott he, Moser just yeah. fucking hanging out, obviously. Yeah, so he so Josh Josh sent me a message back a little while later saying, you know, Kevin probably can't make it. And I, yeah. I said, I understand, that's totally cool. Um, but he said, I would like to, I would still like to come and I would like to bring out a film crew and Oh, some audio. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> okay. So you know, Josh and I developed make a this, thing of it. Yeah, Josh and I developed this relationship, and he came out to the show, and he brought he brought a crew of professional people with him, like people who aren't just yeah. These aren't mm-hmm. hobbyists. These this are people, fly by night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At this point in time, they don't need to come and hang out at the Viper Room and film the Real McKenzie's for nothing for. Fucking points no. on their They're resume. Working. No, They're working. They, this means nothing. So they were really just doing a favor for Josh. He was calling in a couple of favors, and he shot some video and he did some audio, and it turned out really well. And that was all a result of him. To go back to what you were saying, was that yeah, Kevin mm. Smith does play. They, they do they do that on their on their podcast. Like that is significant. Like if you ever think about like, and you know, oh, this, it's cool too. We were talking about curating because, lists. You know what like, the other thing was too? Is because are. just prior to me talking to Josh. I went to go see Dolly Parton with my good friend Mama T, and we went to go see Dolly Parton, and I got us seventh row center seats. And I was looking off the stage left, and I saw this fucking dude in a fucking Canucks jersey. <laughs> By the way, and it was Kevin Smith. And I was like, dude, he was at the fucking show, and I was, I was like, I'm about to do your, I, I'm about to steal your producer. He's gonna yeah. do this stuff. And I was like, I wish not I could mention, talk to you right now. Not to mention, if you, it's the same tour you're talking about. I actually heard Kevin Smith on Joe Rogan Experience talking to Rogan about how incredible Dolly Parton's show was and like how yeah. fucking epic it was. He actually made me want to go fucking watch it. And you're there at that there. tour, meta version, where you're like, I'm actually there to fucking be a part of something he's already mm. doing. And with Dolly Parton was a four-piece that night. Ah! A four-piece in an arena, and she nailed it. It was, I heard, it was pretty crazy. I heard, I mean, her, I'm sure I heard her banter. Tapes, I heard her banter is fucking unbelievable. She doesn't. She doesn't shut up. Yeah, I heard she's like, like, so like it's not just like how y'all doing. It's like very entertaining. Now, every every it's song like, has a story, and I think that was part of the purpose behind that tour, where she was talking about her career. So she was mm. telling a story about every song. How old is she right now? 
Dolly Parton's got to be. She's got to be as old as my dad, like seventy-five. She's got to be seventy-one, at least as old as my. You think mom. she's in her seventies? Yeah, absolutely. Would you smash? What? Would you smash that? You. That's sort of. You know what? I'm not going to talk about Dolly Parton like that, but yeah, I would probably make Jesus out with Christ. her. Oh, suddenly the line is drawn. <laughs> We're talking about Dolly Parton. Here, man. 71. 71 is Dolly, She's 71. She's, she's the same exactly, age as my mom. She's exactly. Yeah. So what are you saying? Dolly Parton's still a babe. Let's put it that way. Yeah, she's still very attractive. You don't have to say you're going to smash it. because that sounds No, really that was you, you said that. No, you said that. I would, you never, said that. I would never have said that phrase, sir. Uh, but you just did no, earlier, no, though. You just did say sir, that. Sir, how dare you suggest that? If Dolly Parton wanted to fool around with me, I would probably say... Maybe. TBD. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but listen, she would never listen, want to, man. Listen, she's got a husband. No, she would listen, I'm an engaged guy. You're a married fellow. Well, married dude. I would never fool around with Dolly Parton. I, I would never never cheat, but I was just saying, like, outside of this realm, Dolly Parton says to you, listen, I got a pardon for you. It's pardon. <laughs> she said, Dolly Parton says I have a pardon for you? I got a... <laughs> dude. Never listen to MD. The guy is a fucking menace, for fuck's sake. I'm just saying, like, look, I know you're a respectful guy, and you never do anything... Disrespectful. Jesus. Okay, so can I say it? Her thing? initials are DP. The end of the they show. Are... That's the end of the show right there. I'm just like, like her <laughs> yeah. initials are DP. <laughs> Clearly, I know what's up. It's up I, I love Dolly Parton, and uh, yeah, I was can totally you, make up. Can Dolly you Parton. throw this? Uh, no, so I gotta say, so what is this? this is gonna just be a call. Can the fans see this? Only uh, not yet, but throw it on. Throw it on right now. The thing that bugs me. How would most... you throw this on? Not for the fans on this. Well, because are... hold on. Don't Jesus, know. sideways, Christ, Seamart. First, you end the show without anyone asking. We got ten beer oh left. We're goodness. not ending it. Second, okay. So do some live reaction. This do particular this, scene. Here we go. Is uh, what is troublesome? This? Full screen. This. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are we looking at? I'm just saying. Here? We were talking before about like getting shit. Like it's uncomfortable, and this is the most uncomfortable thing I can think of, which is that what? this. This thing just chews through everything. So this machine you're describing right now, it's basically two turbines that just seems to destroy everything. They're and putting, it just They're putting wood in it. They put t- tampons. Does, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Pick a thing. Why, why is that significant? They, why do First they put all, tampons? Even this. Even this. Even this. <laughs> yeah. No, like, no, no. Yeah. I went shopping for a wife no, no. today. Shopping oh, for a wife. <laughs> even this guy's Tennis hands. balls just no, went... No. Even this guy's hands makes me uncomfortable because it's so... Like imagine, just let it rock. Just let it rock. Imagine your hand gets caught in there and it's gone. It's gone. It just destroys oh, no, your no, no. whole fucking. So you game. think this guy should wear gloves? I feel like no one should ever interact with this, and we should eliminate. Well, what's that vampire movie that's oh, like Twenty Eight uh, Days of Darkness or yeah. oh, uh, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, look at the, where they're up uh, north. One of the vampires gets caught. In one of those. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Right. Yeah, uh, it's called it called Thirty 20, Days of Darkness. Thirty Days of Darkness. How dare you try to cut two days of darkness off that were already? What I'm saying later. is that, like, <laughs> like the 28 look, okay. days later. <laughs> so 28 days later, a darkness is what I was yeah. trying to say. Okay, hold on. Look at that, though. Look at this. Look how much damage. Okay, so for our audio listeners, basically, they just put cans in there and they're just no, getting... they just put soft. Like it just gets absorbed into danger oh and death. What's this got to do with anything, man? Yeah, you just. What I'm saying is that. When my hands are interacting with things, <laughs> I think about like what they would do. They would just be crushed instantly and destroyed. How did and this I podcast become about you, man? Troy, 
I'm just saying I get nervous. I get nervous. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying I get nervous. The keyboard is not a turbine. You're going to be okay. You're right. Fair enough. Check it out. This is, a, this is a guest that gets it. This is a guest that called out my fucking... He threw fucking celery check, in there. I, I, threw, I threw a family heart-wrenching lose-a-finger story in there. And Troy was still like, man, this is the worst story ever. He just like blew it out of the water. He was like, he's like, why did we spend so much time talking about your brother? I'm not finger. saying I have he's the answer. Shit. I'm just saying I get nervous. <laughs> Chris Martin, I want you to know right now, before we go any farther... You're a great guy. You've been doing this show for a long time, but that is a shoe <laughs> being eaten by this fucking machine. Okay, we gotta stop that. All right, you're a fucking funny fella. Uh, what was the other thing we were gonna look up? You had another thing. You had something else. Right? Uh, no, keep going, keep going. Uh, uh, tell you what, uh, Troy. What? Here, here's a here's a shitty fucking stock. You want a stock question? Because yeah, I've I've been giving you some weird questions, so I'll give Not you a stock. Really. You're pretty tame. Favorite color? What's up, bro? You think I've just been pretty tame? Because yeah. I've been trying to be very respectful. Yeah, people, go ahead. People that don't understand, uh, like, you know what's really funny? Who cares, is man? Just when, let it fly. Honestly, when I started doing shows, like, four years ago or something like that, when I started doing podcasts, the first thing I realized was, like, I was like, oh, maintaining the uh, the actual dynamic of the conversation and, the con- like, the actual relationship with the person uh-huh. versus uh-huh. versus... <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Versus just asking the worst like things all the time, straight in a row. People don't understand. It's like I can't just start off just like, oh, uh, uh, hey, what's going on? This is uh, Troy, the Real McKenzies, and Brew Thirty Six, and uh, the Isotopes. And uh, um, when was the last time we had sex? Um, July twenty fourth. July twenty fourth. Everyone's <laughs> like, wow, has that sex? In a few oh, is that is that with a woman? Wow, oh, wait. Wow. Uh, exactly, or with a pillow. Exactly. So when you're young, I fucked you, my alarm clock. When, when you're young, today. though, like you listen to this and you think like this guy's not asking the shit I would ask, and it's just like, all right, go ahead, try to fucking sort this out in a human fashion that makes sense. And when when you hear people have good interviews or good conversations, in this case, I think about the fact that like a lot of it comes down to just like how those two people interact. Like we're just going to talk about what the fuck we know. We talk about the yeah, road and we talk sure. about shit like we know. It's like. If it's um, engaging and fun, it's good. Yeah, dude. Like, it's got to be funny. It's got to be fucking entertaining, and it's got to last long enough. Like, for, it's particularly this episode. Like, this is not like a standard fucking length episode. Well, we haven't had a fart joke yet. Not once. You want to do one? Good point. Do you want to do one right now? I can't. You want to try? I will let you know when I have to. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be real. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're talking about an actual yeah, joke. Like, not a fart by joke. the way, we're in an enclosed space. If you don't. You know, want to disrespect the rest of us? That's fine. No, I totally will disrespect you. That's cool. What do you do on tours when that happens? Yeah, well, that's the funny thing about tours is that tight tight quarters, right? Yeah, you get to know people really well, like much much better than you want to know them. Much better than most people know their friends. You know, Mm -hmm. you think you have you have a friend, you think you know them, but when you have to live with them, Mm -hmm. you live with them for months and months on end. You know. Not only knowing what the inside of them smells like, or you know, you know the noises they make when they eat. That's or, very. You know, it's just yeah. like you get to know things that are are really personal, but you can't you can't judge or be annoyed with someone based on mm. that. Grant, like given the the situation you're in, we talked so you about have to this. Trying to accept it, and, yeah, and that can mm. be the hardest thing. That is weird. The minute it becomes 
the minute it's a problem, it's your problem. Yeah. So if you're sitting in the van and I'm like, I can hear you chew, I can hear you blink. I can blink. The, you know what I mean? Dude, it's just. I'd be like, you're being very shit. hard on me but, right now. Okay, I, uh, quick question though. Counterpoint. All right, here we when go. does it matter to you? When does it become too much? When they fuck up the show. Anyone okay. fucks up the show, then it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the, so that's uh, where you're like, you know what? Honestly, everything else cool. is human. Everything what? else is human. Okay. But you fuck up the show, then it's a problem. Oh, okay. So, I mean, every, everyone <laughs> yeah. has their own idiosyncrasies. No, that's totally and, reasonable. And everything's acceptable. You just don't fucking uh, bad an eye. You, you, do your, you accept mm-hmm. it. You realize you're living in the but same corner. But you're a quarters. constant professional. Yeah, you well, you're you're living in the same space. Yep, yep. And you're giving That's someone some room. Also, but, just like a okay, step, so how do you approach that then? A step back, though, I would say from all of this is that like the genre specifically that is that the Real Mackenzies and these other bands are operating in is a punk genre, which people are already expecting like uh, a certain degree, high of, degree of, of fidelity. Fuck, yeah, like yeah. a fuck upness where everyone's like, yeah. oh, everyone's crazy, right? So the idea that like the professionals operating in that space mm. need to operate mm-hmm. extra professionally in order to counteract mm-hmm. that. Because like same things with well, part rappers. Of our, part like, of our job is drinking and partying. Exactly. Part of allegedly, our job is having allegedly. fun and projecting that. People so we do that. Right. Part of that is like the business drink of it, right? Like, like you got to be business drunk essentially. And, yeah. and that I recognize because within production, and especially with rap, it's like – Dude, sometimes I go from meeting to meeting in a day, and I'm just like, by the end of the day, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I've been drunk and sober twice today, like, like drunk, sober, drunk, yeah. sober, and you come back home and you're like, what the fuck happened? Oh, I'm just like naturally operating in the realm of what the fuck is being presented to me. When you're on the road, it's like you're exactly what you're talking about. It's a get up band. It's a go out show. It's a it's a absolutely have a good time show. There's there's no room for. Uh, you know, having a, having a like a very, like let's sit down, let's sit down and enjoy the real Mackenzies. Who does that? that that's no. not a show at all. Like no, a, that, not that's at not all. the one that you guys cater to, at least, right? No, that's what I'm trying to say. I guess originally, took you a long time to say that, man. Yeah, how fucking dare you? <laughs> I've been I've been <laughs> trying my best. I was like, I nodded off. Yeah, you did. I just got back. I saw you stifle a yawn. Woo! I stifled a yawn. How dare you fucking come Yawn at me? Stifle. How dare you come at me with... with, with I think that's a pretty sweet name. <laughs> How dare you? If I, could be, if I could be like a superhero, my name would be Yawn Stifle. Yawn Stifler? Hey, my name is Yawn. Yawn Stifle. I think that's a good name. I think that's a really powerful name. Can you put the camera name. on yourself when you do that? I want to show no, you a no. gif of you trying to be cool doing that. Go ahead. <laughs> do it. I like the name Yawn. Yawn Stifle. What a shitty demo reel. This is the worst demo reel. Wow. Can I, can I say something? There's a lot of work. Like, first of all, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of bullshit you're not seeing right now. Yeah. Also, uh, Yawn Stifle. I, I just want to say this. Um, all jokes aside, I think I think that uh, you're one of my, our favorite guests we've ever had here. And I think you're just you're totally just saying I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, just saying that. Do you want should I just big myself up? Then? It's because I bought twelve beer. Isn't All right. It? No twenty four now. I bought we're gonna serve. I have to pay you back for that. Yeah, whole we're gonna shit? serve you that bill, bro. Mother father. That's that's the I I way. We just yeah, want you to do anything. By the way, Carrie, I'm not gonna make my uh, my appointment at the gym tomorrow. So. <laughs> no, I thought specifically you were making now, an appointment. You said you said specifically <laughs> earlier, you're like, I'm gonna go because I wanna make sure it hurts. Or something like that. Yeah, I make sure I hate it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. God damn it. 
Mm. So I might I might fucking play hard at night, but I work hard in the morning. So I will get up and go to the gym. I have I have a theory. I'm fat. I'm, I'm in my forties. I gotta do it. You can't be. Do you in feel your, like that? You can't be in your forties and not work out. You haven't yeah. seen me naked yet, man. Let's go. Come on. What are you waiting for? How do I do this camera thing? Okay, oh, you're on cam. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> Super doesn't even know how to switch the fast. No, it's fine. I just didn't anticipate. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what though. Uh, I have a theory on this. Okay. Uh, I've I've existed in this theory for a long time. My father was an alcoholic growing up. He's no longer say the say alcoholic one more time. <laughs> you almost had it. I don't, he's, I don't a, he's a he's a good man. He's a drinker, 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 drink. Okay, you like, go back to your dad. You're like, sorry, you also might be an alcoholic. Just saying, yeah, like, definitely not. If this is a good time to drink this many times a day, you're a problem yeah. drinker, not a social drinker. My, my father was an alcoholic, serious, and now he's been cold turkey for about 15 years. He's been very fucking good at his job. But I will say this. Uh, there is a significant level that comes with that that makes me think about, like, hey, uh, everyone has their fucking chance. Everyone could do I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I lost the fucking... I lost it. <laughs> this is going to be all good. Edit. It's all good. No, this I get a, it. This is a hard edit. No, I don't know. Hard edit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I had something. I had something for you so good that would fucking roast Doesn't matter. Are you going to roast me? Go for no, it. No, I would never you roast can't. you. It's not roasting. You can't. I'm unroastable listen. because I don't care enough. Go. Try, try it. it. I, I never roast you, but at the same time. <laughs> the same, wait, wait, don't try wait. it. Troy, it's not Troy, an act. Troy, it's I not would, a request. Like this. Wait, Troy, I would never roast you, but I would totally roast you. <laughs> Just, <laughs> of course you would. Just if I rushed Tim on in one second, I'm like, and what about Troy Zach? And everyone's like, oh, shit. We just had a fucking... Ten, First of all, that's a good away. example, actually. Russian Tim deserves some <sighs> shit. Not for anything he's done. How so? But Russian Tim deserves a good roasting because he is a stand-up person in, that dare, I know. How dare you talk about I the love success Russian, of Russian no, Tim? No, what I'm saying is that he deserves it solely so that you can watch him Tim, take it yeah, Tim and, and I, be like, yeah. what? Who thought this thing? Well, he should be here for this. Yes. Honestly... Tim, I love Russian Tim. We, we, we love, love we love Russian Tim, and I would just and, love uh, to talk shit about him <laughs> in front of him. This not in so front, not exact. <laughs> maybe in front of him, but what I'm saying is that like it'd be fun to fuck with him a bit. Tim is because uh, he is so nice. Let's, let's put him on voice. voice sure, you want to call him? He's the best. Like Russian Tim was one of the best dudes ever. I I, uh, I actually I've known Tim, but about that means I want to talk twelve years now. Nice. And I love this guy. He's such a oh good guy. And we've, we've sponsored his last like four events. I would, if, if someone it. said, "Hey, could you sponsor everything?" I'd be like, "I would be interested in sponsoring everything this. you ever do, Russian Tim." Like, I gotta, come on, I gotta like, say, I fucking he's so good. I wish I would have fucking remembered where the fuck I was gonna say just now because honestly, I had it all lined up. It was like perfect in my head. I was like, "This is a torpedo." For Troy's mind, you, and he would never see it, it coming. Yeah, like I was like, he would never see it coming. To be honest, like I said, I just like right talking shit about Russian Tim because it's number. fun. I'll call him too. Just long. So I have a, I have a, I can, I can phone him. I can't wait to edit this episode. Where I'm phoning him right now. Mega edits. Putting him on. Good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sounds very European dial. It is very European dial. Hey Tim. Russian Tim! Hey Tim, it's Troy from the Real McKenzie's. Hey Troy from Real McKenzie's, this is Russian Tim. 
Um, I'm just I'm doing a podcast right now. We're just cold calling you. Oh, good. Uh, which podcast? What? Um, it doesn't matter what podcast. You know, I think... Um, what are you doing right now at this moment? At this moment, I am getting ready for the radio show Rocket from Russia, which I will be doing on Thursday at... Uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. How dare you fucking plug your own show on my show, you fucking fuck. You, you absolutely know what goddamn podcast this is. Fuck you oh, forever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, good. Uh, this is the podcast which um, I went to two times, three times. Yeah, this is conflicting podcasts right here. You're setting up and we're performing. Yeah, see, uh, self-promotion is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very good at it. You seem like you are. So, so what's uh, what's what should I do? That's uh, good quality. Well, we were just gonna ask you if you were just what you were wearing first, because before we start talking, we need to know how much skin there is. Always. Oh, good thing I didn't answer with the video call, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Can yeah. you qualify that as an answer to your question? Uh, it's a partial answer because we're still looking for another question. Yo, Russian Tim, talk about fucking December's show with, uh, the, the Pavel Burris. Oh, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be super fantastic. Um, so mainly because there will be five great bands performing their best super hits in terms of playing talented their musical abilities. Uh, December 15th at the Cobalt. Uh, there is five bands, Russian Tim and Pavel Bures. This is my band. Then also band The Core, Greatest Sons, Quills, Anthems, and Contra Code. I think this is the lineup. Who's your favorite band out of all of them? Make an enemy. Go ahead. Russian Tim and Pavel Bures. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Too easy. Not yeah. a good answer. Pick a better one. Dude, he answered so quick. I knew he thought about it before. So that's good. Russian Tim. You know who the fuck this is. I can't wait to have you on the show in a couple weeks. It's going to be great. December 4th or what did we say? Something like that. I'll send you a goddamn text. I don't care about that. Good. Yeah, good thing you qualify for the text <laughs> message. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Okay, it was it was lovely talking to you, Rich and Tim, but, uh, you know, this show's about me, so talk to you later. <laughs> See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, tell us your favorite color, Troy. We, we want to know all about you, bro. I'm beyond color, man. Oh, true point. Oh, shit. What a, what a progressive, woke ally comment you just had. I'm beyond yeah, color. I'm beyond color. Yeah. What a woke AF comment. Appreciate that big time. Uh, the Russian Tim Collin segment might be the fucking best moment. It was funny. I feel like we should call Russian Tim <laughs> every episode. Every episode, like I love all the, the time. We can, we can call. Can we can call October too. Can we I just say my favorite part about that? Because we all know he's such a professional. My favorite part of that is that his accent you, changed halfway through the conversation. halfway through. And not only that, but you call you identify as soon as you identified yourself as Troy of the Real Mackenzies. He was like. Oh, hello. I'm just I'm just hanging out, preparing for my show. And it's like I, I bet. I fucking bet. By the way, you're not watching Netflix or some yeah, shit. Yeah, he's like, oh fuck. Hey, wait, you guys talk shit about me. I'm gonna go take a leak. Oh, here All we right. go. Shit. By the way, Seymour, this is not uh evidence to just shut the fucking show off for some reason. Okay, idiot can on. you just can, what a hold dumb on, fucking hold move. On. Can you just settle the fuck down for five 
second. Can I just throw this out there right now? There's going to be a major edit that you guys won't see. But Seymour decided that when I left the room, that's the end of the show. Guess what? It's not like a dream. It's not like when I leave, suddenly the fucking dream stops going. No. It, it, it needs to be me specifically doing an ending sequence, which is going to come up very shortly. You know what's a good idea? Oh, Maybe I we. should never show up Here again. we go. Maybe okay. I should never be around ever All right, again. Go, go put the camera on you for a sec. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, so this is you. This is you making. making wait, no, 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 no. Let me set it up. Put your face as close to the camera as possible. I will not do that. No, I look at your face. I take a look. So, in your opinion, this is your last show ever. This is this is. Mer- oh, good, good. Mer- oh, good. I don't believe anything you say. I can't wait to have my last show ever. Is it now? Ideally. <laughs> Well, I gotta get Wolf in here to fucking run the boards. It just is everything's way easier if it is my last. Would you suggest to me, and this is a major hypothetical, but would you suggest to me that there are better people than you out there? Oh, there are definitely better people than me out there. Really? All the time. Really? I think that's uh, something I've been reading about recently is the like imposter syndrome in general. Imposter syndrome is something I suffer from. Legit. Yeah, I think Legit. it's completely reasonable. I actually have talked about this recently with someone. Um, cut away. That's good. Probably go back to me for a sec. Let's, let's get off your mug. Here's a fact. I actually suffer from what is called imposter syndrome because I can't tell you how many fucking contracts I've had where someone's oh. like, exactly. <laughs> someone's like, oh, you have to do this. And then I go, I don't know if I could do this. And I'm like, they must have the wrong person. It must be Jimmy McDougal, not Jamie McDonald. That's your own thing. Yeah. Yeah, And it turns out I'm okay. Turns out. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. No, 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 no. What's up, McDougs? We were talking about. Make a dick. We were talking about (laughs) imposter syndrome. Have you ever experienced this? Oh, yeah, totally. Really? No. Okay. (laughs) You just hurt my feelings deeply, but that's fine. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to. Have you ever heard of that before? No. What did you say? So basically, it's called imposter syndrome. So basically, it's like being assigned a job or a performance or a role or something like that. And you personally think you can't do it, but yet it's your responsibility to do it. So, for instance, like, I can't tell you how many times I've landed a production contract and I expect someone to, like, knock on the door and say, like, oh, we've made a terrible mistake. It wasn't supposed to be you this last month. It was supposed to be this guy, Jimmy McDougal. I'm terribly sorry. Someone's supposed to come in and do it. That that out of place feeling. But it's like actually what you're supposed to be doing. It's Ooh. your it's your actual expertise. But like it's almost like uh I don't want to explain this, but it's almost like a validation level that doesn't exist anywhere in the industry. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's an inferiority complex. Certainly. Yes, it definitely yeah, is. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. And it, it but very it's an weirdly acknowledgement of one's own inferiority. Well, it's, it's stress. It's common stress. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really common For stress. Sure. And uh yeah. um because uh when you work in radio, you, you get dreams and they're radio dreams. And the dreams are is that Dead air. 
dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dead air. And you're like, fuck this. And you're like, you I would, air, dead air dreams. Yeah. And in your heart, you're like, I would never let this happen. But then, like, it well, you happens. wake up and it's like, yeah. <gasps> and you're sweating and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm at home in my bed. I'm right. not at the radio station. There is no dead air. No. I'm not off the air. I'm, I'm not even on bed. the clock. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's no problem. Yeah. You know? But that imposter syndrome of like someone who was me accidentally fucked up and did it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's very strange. Same thing. I have the band yeah. dreams too. Like I'm. Do you? That's what a, I'm talking about. I had, a, I had a dream that I was playing. Uh, the police were playing a gig. Sorry, and like it was like Sting, Sting and the police. It was the police. It was like <laughs> right. 19 fucking 80. Okay. Insane. Or 1978, band ever. and yeah. the police were playing this giant fucking gig when. And, I'll be and, Troy uh, and uh, they called me up to play bass, and I walked up to play Roxanne, and I didn't know a fucking Roxanne. lick. Yeah, I have. I were playing. Do you naked. know how to play that? I can't cheat. Oh, you know boom. How to play that. <laughs> sorry, boom, boom. Sorry, sorry. Your response is to sound Roxanne. it out. Roxanne. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can play it. <laughs> How dare he's like I'm a world class professional. How fucking dare you? If I can hear it, I can play it, dude. Okay, <laughs> I know all pro. I know all core progressions. I'm like, I get it. I get it. That's yeah. Uh, I just wanted to break your balls a bit, but I never have. But I'm pretty sure I could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. By the way, don't be surprised if you get heckled hard at your next show, and everyone's like. You have that many listeners no. that you're gonna catch all six chicks who are all, on the next show. All six German chicks. <laughs> Yo, I'm Helga. I'm Helga one. I'm Helga two. And I'm, and I'm, I'm fucking Spetslana. Inga and Olga. Inga. Yeah. <laughs> they all have like fucking rather real na- like regular proper Christian English. Yeah, names. every chick in Germany is called Kim. Kim. Or Alice. Alice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. So I've met a few ladies. Moving along. All right. Oh, next. Co- no, next. Next. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Jesus, didn't get a next all fucking episode. When we started this episode, he's like, if I say next, that's the end of the question. I'm like, all right, fucking. I respect that. You're a, you're a fairly nice guy. All right. All right. Um, I'll tell you what, though. We have been chatting a little bit. This is like about a double episode. He just tried to hold back a burp. It was so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, con- I'm gonna consider it as one episode. You're so drunk right now. I'm medium. <laughs> if I'm you medium. do, if you do the start of this episode to the finish, yeah. you're gonna go from actually saying words to yeah. kind of like doing yeah. what you're doing now. Everyone's like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good episode, but it kind of loses its juice around the 17th hour. <laughs> now the people are just watching for sure entertainment. Uh, uh, <laughs> Can I ask you a question? This no. Is legit, this is a legit question. Okay. All right. If <laughs> people are so interested in following you offline, how, can they, how can they do so? Anyone? The, the real Mackenzie's? Yeah. Mm. Fucking Google it, dick. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's the, that's the greatest... <laughs> Fan engagement we've ever had on the show. It's the real Mackenzie's. I asked Googling. how to follow him, Seamart, and uh, Troy said, Google it, dick. Google it. So there you go. Uh, if people are so inclined to follow the real Mackenzie's, I would recommend just ch- Googling real Mackenzie's. Just Google it, you yeah. dicks. Uh, their, their latest album, Two Devils Will Talk, is available on Fat Records, available everywhere right now. 
If you buy the vinyl, you get a free digital copy. What? Almost free digital copy. What does that mean? Well, if it doesn't say digital download on the album, that means you got a colored vinyl. So right now, the ones that I, I brought into the studio today, you get a digital download. But Sweet. I get this fucking copy. I don't give a shit. You got like, you know, 35 gram vinyl. Gangster. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold on. That sounds like very, <laughs> very heavy. Thin. It's paper thin. Yeah. It's not like 180 <laughs> gram. It's like 30. Like, Basically, you Sir, have, is that translucent we have, we have fucking fl- vinyl? We, we have flexi discs. <laughs> um, no. When you handed me the coasters, by the way, I should put these out real quick on the camera here. Uh, Trey walked in with these fucking Brew 36 coasters, which are badass. These are very nice. These are really too. nice. And yeah. they actually advertise the, the, the album that just came out in 2016, end of the year there. So it's almost been a year since this album came out, the debut album. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, I jokingly was like, when you showed up, because Seymour wasn't at the table yet when we were drinking before this, and I was like, I was like, yeah, imagine, uh, imagine the single was on here. We just play this, pop this, and, this, and whatever. I was like, or use it as Couldn't coaster. Dude, Seymour immediately is like, oh, cool, coaster. Let me put this right to use. Like, I was like, dude, I felt disrespectful right away. I was like, I don't think It's a coaster, do. dude. You're supposed to put drinks on I it. I just felt weird right just away. Just wait. Hang on a second. Dude, did you just put a drink on the coaster on the, I gave you? Sorry, did you put a drink on the album? The fucking nerve, man. Exactly. The nerve of this guy. Uh, it's like, did you just listen to that record I gave you? Yeah. Heart. You like with, listening to sound? Sorry, with your own ears? Your ass. Your, your jerk. Your jerk. Sorry, but there's this big screen behind you. This whole turtle. fucking time. This turtle. I'm like... It's like uh, Finding Nemo behind me the whole time. Uh, for sure. Uh, usually it's like Disney films or something. He's good, though. It's not bad. It's usually uh. polar, bear, polar bears eating seals or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Chris Martin. If people yeah. are so inclined Cold to play. Vote, so how good. to follow you, that's right. Uh, how can they follow you? I just, I just honestly purple. wouldn't at all ever even enter into that notion. Never follow you. Okay, so. moving on. I like that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're so inclined, we appreciate you guys watching the show. Thank you very much to our guest tonight. Mm-hmm. Troy, you're fucking fantastic. Thanks for doing more time than we've ever done ever historically on the really? show. Ever. That's a is fact. that because we've had beer here? It's uh, a part of it. It's is, not, it is it because not we're not. hanging out drinking? It's not I, not. Can I be honest with you? Most of it comes from, uh, I think you're a good guy. I think you have, you have a good fucking yeah. soul. All right, let's lie to ourselves. All right. Do you want to just straight move, up lie? Good move. I like, <laughs> I like lying. I, I like, like being lied to. I was like, all right, we did it mostly because I'm handsome as fuck. <laughs> we, 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 we did this podcast because we're hammered. Hammered. You're a good time. I, I enjoy it. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're so inclined, we really appreciate it. If you leave us a review, we're available on iTunes and Stitcher and YouTube and SoundCloud and 100,000 other illegal Russian sites. And maybe, maybe very soon in the future, maybe Spotify. Maybe. Whatever. Who knows? That would change everything. All right. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do appreciate you guys watching. Thank FYI, nothing would change. Another <laughs> change. Still the terrible content you expect. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you guys so much. Make sure you go out and check out The Real McKenzie's Two Devils. Two yeah, Devils. True, de- true Devils will truck. True Devils will truck. truck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as, as it's known among circles. Ladies and gentlemen, please check it out. We love you guys all so much. We'll see you all next week. Thank you for checking in. Cheers, everyone. Woo! Yeah, bro.